0: America, there's a burglary every 11 seconds, an armed robbery every 65 seconds, a violent crime every 25
1: seconds, a murder every 24 minutes, and 250 rapes a day.
2: Know-how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Get back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One's short and smooth, and one is hairy and tall. There's vital social
1: issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne.
2: They argue about
1: everything, and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne.
2: Best buds talking book of the week, and all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose doing ridiculous reads, not cause we deserve it, cause it's what we need. Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and
1: John
0: Wayne. They argue about
1: everything and drive each other so insane. Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne.
2: Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne Ooh, la la, I'm John Wayne, and you know that With me as always is Christopher Triana Christopher, how are you, sir?
1: Oh, I'm just doing great, how are you?
2: Dude, I'm fucking amazing, I'll tell you why I was sick for a few weeks, days, who knows Now I'm back, mm. baby, I'm better than ever But speaking of better than ever, we're back uh- We haven't had a show in a minute, but we're back, yeah. everybody And we're gonna we start off strong um, with like our, we're putting our best dick forward on this one, and mm-hmm. uh, by that I mean the big one. Uh, we're coming in hot. We've got a great guest today. We're starting with a guest. It's so badass. This is just an amazing show. And we have an amazing guest for you guys. Uh, one that is, uh, you know, you love, you hear his name, you shout it in bed, you shout it in the shower when you got that little tickle going. I know you because I've seen your Only Fans. He is the author of The Slob. He is the author of Yellow. He is the author of all of your favorite books to come. Aaron Beauregard is here. What's up, man? What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me.
3: Definitely a big fan of the show. Uh, wow. Also, just a fan of you guys in general. It was great to get to meet you in person at Scares the Care. Uh, I was a fan of your work before that, but it was just uh, very organic when I got to meet you guys. So thanks for having well, me
2: on. Oh, absolutely I do. At AuthorCon, that was so awesome. It was like we all just could come together and, like, uh, it was like we were already friends already. Like, oh, yeah. Not, yeah, me yeah. And that, Mr. Cheezel, you know, we're like shaking hands and high fiving. Yeah. Chris was touching, was like slapping the butts and stuff, which is cool. Oh, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big butt slapper. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah. I've been thrown out a few times. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I know. I'd never throw you out.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Appreciate it. Well, you really like it. You're like, you just turn around, and you start sticking your butt out as soon as you see me.
2: Naughty um, bottom. Dude, yeah. speaking of naughty little bottoms, you know who was at Fan Expo the other week that I was there? Here in Vegas? Tiffany... The singer Tiffany, I think. We're no, alone hey, now, dude. Oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, and I saw like a couple of questionable um dudes walking around with her vinyl to get signed. Yeah. I was like, what Gosh. is this world coming? Yeah,
1: if, if you're a, a guy getting Tiffany's signature on a record, you're you're you probably a, you're probably a brony, you know? Like you're probably one of those <laughs> exactly. You know,
2: I but, was like, if you were there, I was going to say, bring your the Playboy, we'd get that signed.
1: Yeah, I would. I would just. I would just hit I would just hit on her no matter what she looks like now. Doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I was at like a Terracon a few years back and I saw I forget what her name was, but it was one of the chicks from the runaways. Oh and- yeah. Was it Lena Ford? I think it was, man. And she just, just looked like a fucking supermodel. I was like, that's even intimidated Lita Ford. to say hi. I was yeah. like, oh, this, absolutely. This, this is like woman is like a work of art, but
1: no, that's, that's gotta be Lita Ford. Yeah. Blonde. Yeah. She, she does some of the, the horror cons I've met her before. She's a doll. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to say that, uh, Tiffany looks bad now. I'm saying, I don't really know what she looks like. Uh, now. Oh, she looked so. good.
2: She looked yeah. good still. But here's okay. who you know, it's speaking of looking good, that same convention, while we're on the same topic, Chris, I think you like this. Uh, the only guest I looked at this guest, I did this fanboy expo, which is more like pop culture shit. The only reason I did it is because here in Vegas, whatever. Tia Carrera is on the, the list of guests. And I'm like, ah. Well, I like Tia Carrera, I'd love to mm. meet her. I'm not gonna pay to be at her table or anything. But so lo and behold, Friday night, who's walking down to the to the table? Well, Miss Tia on my goddamn shoulders, Carrera, walking mm-hmm. right down the thing. She looks just like she walked out of Wayne's World still. She's wow, got really? a, rack, a rack that won't quit. Scar- <laughs> Scar- Scarlett was sitting there just like the whole time because she came to she like came by and I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I write books. She's like, oh, you wrote these? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, what are they about? And I start talking to her. And she's like, man, you know, my daughter's just starting to get into reading. And this is like the kind of stuff she likes. Da, da, da. And then her handler's like, come on, we got to go. And I was like, here, we'll take my <laughs> fucking card or whatever. And I, but I was like, whatever. She talked to me for like five or six Hard, Just give her a I, book, dude. She I yeah. gave her yeah. my, my bookmark. Insane. And I said, oh, hey, man, ask, ask, or Grass,' baby. No one writes. No way.
1: I'd give, her a, <laughs> so, I'd give her all the books she wants.
2: That's why you're a sucker. So then like, but the mm-hmm. whole time no. so Scarlett, she walks away and Scarlett's like, man, her tits look great still. I mean, <laughs> like, she, she looks awesome. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the best thing about that convention. Everything else was.
3: This could be like the blossoming of a romance career for you after this story. I mean,
2: oh, you know? shit. This, this, even, magi- this is magic. Don't even get it me is. started. Yeah. I got that. I got Carmen Electra in the canon. I got all. I mean, come on. I'll just start roping them all in.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I met Lita Ford probably six or seven years ago. And and I mean, she's older now. She's a mom and, you know, might even be a grandmother at this point. But man, she is stunning.
2: Yeah. Gilf.
1: Yeah, she is absolutely stunning. <clears throat> Made some great tunes too. Hungry is a great song. Kiss Me Deadly, you know.
3: Did they do Just Cherry fun. Bomb too? Was that the runaway? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cherry Bomb. That's a fun, that's yeah. a fun song.
1: Yeah, the the ones I mentioned are Lita Ford's from her solo career. Solo,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha.
1: Because she had a solo career, so did uh, Joan Jett, um, you know, but...
3: Uh, yeah, hmm. I, I, I got Joan Jett's record downstairs. There is one fucking song on it, though, that I don't know why they put Little Drummer Boy on there. Like... <laughs> to what? To listen, to listen to a fucking vinyl, and you know you can't... Obviously, you guys know you can't fast-forward or rewind vinyl... And no. fucking Little Drummer Boy comes on, and it, it is just like they're pulling your fingernails out with this fucking uh, song.
2: Uh, and now wanna, yeah,
1: that sounds awful. That song is already awful. It's so, so bad,
0: dude.
2: Yeah. But but now it's the only way you can come is if you hear yeah. that version of Little Drummer I, Boy. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm broken. I'm <laughs> a broken man. <laughs> yeah, well, it happens to the best of us. <laughs>
1: So yeah, we've we've uh, we've not had a show in in months because there's just been so much going on. Uh, John Wayne has been on the road doing <clears throat> conventions and doing his shows. I was uh, on the road for several weeks, uh, taking Bear on a road trip to, you know, hike across America. So we've had a lot going on, but we're back and we're starting off with a, a great guest and a great topic, which we'll get to here in just a bit.
2: Yeah, and, and just for the record, because I know people like Inside Baseball, and Chris hates it when I talk about it, but we did try to record an episode. We actually did record an episode before this. We did. And it's one of those but- ones for the that got trashed because – it, like my signal kept dropping the whole first night we were trying to record it and then we finished it the second day and everything was just fucked dude yeah so the sat- the we tried wasn't good. yeah it yeah wasn't, we kept losing we, and we can't put shit out we this is shitty enough we can't make it
1: yeah it's already so bad like we can't have it be any worse
2: um so but that's uh, part of
3: it's part of its charm guys you know that's Speak. Yeah, absolutely. You're very kind. Speak.
2: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of charm, Aaron, you have a podcast as well, the Written in Red Podcast.
3: Yes, I do. Actually, um, I believe we featured some of your work on it one time, but we're one time. We're hoping to actually have you guys both on uh in the near future because first year we were just it's written in red is what it's called, the horror reader and writers podcast. It's just basically to sort of Um, You know, I started getting like a lot of inquiries from aspiring authors and things like that. And, you know, it became a a little bit much to answer some of them. So I was like, well, maybe it's a cool idea if we just like if I dedicated time to a show and met up with a few other authors and we could sort of address questions to people and set aside time for it instead of, you know, having to tell somebody no, which kind of sucks now at least i can direct them to something and be like look there's a whole self publishing arc on here for how to do it and like all the fuck ups that we made throughout our careers and continue to make you know we we share with people uh yeah, and hopes that'll help people out you know and that, now we're kind of done with that so we're just taking questions and having awesome authors on like you guys hopefully soon um but yeah it should that's that's the show pretty much
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it is very cool. Actually. And I, I was going to say like you, the one time, like one time, um, you and Daniel, uh, Volpe shouts out, uh, you guys were talking about, uh, talking about me, but then you talked about this podcast and like you, Aaron, like I told Chris, uh, cause I was on the road listening to it and I was like, dude, this is like the best description of our podcast ever because you were like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know one guy's like a like a fucking like a stepfather trying to keep like his lip fucking punk teenage kid in line you know and it's <laughs> like yeah that's that's the shit. dynamic pretty much kind, yeah. kind of,
1: kind of, yes. <laughs> uh, but,
2: but we but we rule
1: no oh, yeah absolutely i love you oh yeah. uh, i love you too uh yeah and uh you know um after um AuthorCon, oh, by the way AuthorCon was a big success for everybody uh and it's all you know uh, the, the, it's all ready for next year uh so that's great uh, i was an we'll excellent all convention. be back well and yes all three of us will be back a lot of the other authors that were there will be back um and uh and yeah and afterwards aaron you came up to visit me and we had a great time we just sat around and gabbed like a couple of chatty cathys
2: and, <laughs> whoa whoa i came <laughs> to visit you too dude well yeah you did you did. directly that's true. after right? that's true i, I came you right did. to your you... house we went to the archive i guess right. i'm chopped liver you know what no no, no. <laughs> i'm gonna mute it you guys talk all I... about your
1: visit no I was, <laughs> going... I was going to get to something you know but yeah no john wayne you came to visit uh you certainly did and scarlet came with you your girlfriend and that was awesome i got to get to know her she's wonderful uh i got she's you to awesome. play i got you to play monopoly uh which was amazing um, and uh, and uh, it went on for hours. That game, uh, shocking, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you and you did very well. And until I crushed you both. Um, but anyway, uh, what I was saying is, uh, uh, it was when Aaron came to visit. Uh, he he brought me some spectacular uh, gifts. Uh, he got me um, uh, blue, the, the special edition Blu-rays from Vinegar Syndrome of uh, Death Wish Two. Uh, and of course I have Death Wish, you know, I have Death Wish too on DVD, but this is like a super pristine new edition, uncut and everything. So that was awesome because that's Thank- one of the things that Aaron and I bonded about was talking about Charles Bronson I'm sorry go ahead
2: John Wayne You're I almost bought that for you this weekend because because the vinegar syndrome oh, no, guys <laughs> were right next to me at <laughs> Texas Frightmare and they sold so much shit they had three tables of shit and their stuff kept getting condensed condensed and I was like I gotta get oh my Chris would love one of those fucking Hard tip but there or a uh, death wish twos, but they were got like they were done. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh man, but that's awesome that you got one. So cool." I did.
1: Well, thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate it. Uh but yeah, uh Aaron got me that, so that that's awesome. Um and he also got me a little movie called New York Ninja which <laughs> I absolutely Loved. I know, Aaron. You're like, yeah, whatever with that, but I loved it, man. I really <laughs> did, because uh, because you hadn't seen it before either. You bought No, the- the I just bought cars. it on a.
3: I just bought it on a whim. <laughs> I, I was like, it this was insane.
1: Like... It is. I thought it was absolutely great. I thought it was just. It, I laughed c- constantly. Uh, now, granted, I was I was stoned when I watched it, so that may have helped enhance it. Uh, but I thought it was great. I thought it was really funny. So. Uh, so thank you. I, I, I want to thank you again for your generosity, sir.
3: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and, um, you know, the, the the New York Ninja, that was it, – it's kind of appropriate, too. Uh, you'll see why later, I guess. But.
1: Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's
3: a <laughs> Easter egg there.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, you also introduced me to uh, Psycho Cop, which was, was great, uh, you know, um, not to be confused with Maniac Cop. Uh, which is also great Uh, but i had not seen the psycho cop movies before although i do remember the box cover for the first one from the video store days you know it's like that blue cover of the city with his eyes which is much more frightening than anything that happens in the movies just that image is really scary uh but uh psycho cop was good it was it's fun uh, but Psycho Cop Returns, the second one, is certainly you. You were definitely right in saying that it triumphs over the first one. It's really, really great. Yeah. Right. The opening credits to that movie alone are so bananas. Like I, yeah. I rewound it like <laughs> it twice just to watch it twice. Like you know, a couple of times because I love the opening so much. But, it, yeah, uh,
3: it's like if you're looking for like nudity, drug use, and satanic policemen. I mean, Uh, this is this is the movie for you. That's the movie. That's the movie.
2: (laughs) Are you reading my dream journal? I I was was
1: about to say, John Wayne's grabbing a pen right now, (laughs) (laughs) writing this shit down. No, you would really like it, John Wayne. It's definitely like something you would enjoy because, yeah, he's like a, a satanic killer, but he's a cop, and like he's going after these guys for like. Yeah you know, they have weed and they have hookers and he's like you must die.
3: Yeah <laughs> so it's just ridiculous like somebody litters and they're like yeah, that's it you know yeah, like Yeah yeah <laughs> like...
2: This is not this is what is it Ange- Angela cop Robert cop No psycho cop kind of yeah. psycho, like psycho dad. cop that's what it is.
1: But Psycho okay. Cop Returns is the one that you really want. And don't worry, yeah. people, you won't be lost in the complicated plot if you don't <laughs> you see, the see first part one. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 you really you not you won't miss it. Although you know, if you if you can find part one, which is kind of uh, it's that hard, print's harder to find. Um, uh, it's still enjoyable. It's like your basic slasher. You know, these kids are like at a house uh, on vacation, and Psycho Cop is just stalking and killing them. But part two is way more crazy. So,
3: yeah, uh, it's funny because I saw that movie originally, Chris and John. John Wayne. I don't know if you might have. Uh seen it too because it used to air like late night on the usa network i know we were yeah. just talking about that a little earlier but they like used to put all, like up all night type of shit or yeah like super late i saw it on um uh on usa network like back and it was obviously a heavily uh edited version yeah. so like when i got to see the uncut i was like oh man this is fucking this is awesome yeah like it was one of those movies you see when you're young and like you don't even almost remember it kind of right like, then, right Something triggers it, and you're like, Oh, this is I can't believe I forgot about this. Like, yeah. this well, that, awesome. well, that's
1: what that's what happened to me when I when I you know looked it up and I saw the uh the old VHS cover. I was like, I definitely remember that box cover. Um, yeah. but I'm sure if I did see some of the movie like on USA over, like, I must have gotten it mixed up with Maniac Cop because they were both came out around the same time, uh, and they both are very similar in concept. Uh, You know, um, you know, but Maniac Cop definitely became the more popular of the two, even though that, too, is uh, is kind of a a D-list movie. You
2: know what box cover I remember? Mm. Dancing Grannies.
1: Dancing Grannies. That was some good shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went to when you came to visit me last. Uh, we went to the archive, which uh, actually Aaron's the one who made me even aware of it. I can't believe I lived in Connecticut all this time without knowing that Vinegar Syndrome has an actual retail brick-and-mortar store here. Um, it's only about forty-five minute, you know, hour drive, you know, from my house. Can't believe I didn't know that. But anyway, yeah, uh, John Wayne and Scarlett and I went there, and it's absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend it to anyone who lives, you know, within driving distance. Uh, and yeah, they have an old VHS tape, and it's only on display. You can't buy it, but yeah, it's uh, it's called Dancing Grannies, or I think it was called something like Dancing Grannies. And it's just these women, these old ladies in pink leotards. It's like an exercise tape,
2: you know, from, from the eighties. But it's for jerking off. It's for jerking off. It's for jerking
1: off, isn't it? Yeah. Which is oh, yeah. a good, which is a good little Easter egg for what we're gonna talk about later. Ooh la la.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. Whether it's for jerking off or not, it's for me yeah yeah you know? <laughs> dancing <laughs> grannies i think that's and what I, was and it was, it's funny because aaron like y- your blurb was on there it, whether it's for jerking off or not it's for me yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was like some weird meta thing i think you hit a, t- a wormhole but cool Yeah, dude. yeah. open that place
3: is cool though dude right like i oh, like how they the best, have it right it's great. They got a mishmash of everything, man. Like and it's just like for video store fiends and like, you know, record store fiends like us, that mm. this stuff doesn't really exist that much anymore. What a cool fucking place, you know. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. great.
1: It's it's not just um, you know, cuz it's it's all it's not just like movies and records. It's all cult stuff. It's all, you know, yeah. Vinegar Syndrome, Arrow, Synapse. It's like all of those labels. So it's, uh, you know, but they also have like a bunch of used movies. So, you you know, you can find some more mainstream stuff. But the new stuff they have is all cult. And they have uh, Mm -hmm. like an enormous amount of vinyl, uh, Mm -hmm. including like cult film soundtracks and stuff. Um, But, yeah, I just I was just on my phone. I pulled it up. I'll put it up to the camera for those watching the video. Um, Let me see here if I can get it on there. Hell, oh, dude don't you're gonna make dude. i'm glad uh,
2: i'm glad you can't see me from the waist down right now yeah on this camera because... dancing
1: grannies yeah it Woo. is dance dancing grannies mature fitness
2: for beginners
3: can you send me that send me that after the show please yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you,
2: yeah. you definitely yeah need yeah, yeah, yeah for that. that to me as well i'm gonna need to drop it in the show notes you know <laughs> just okay. for uh, uh, maybe, maybe
1: that'll be the that'll be the, the cover the, the banner for this episode <laughs> for the, oh
2: it is now <laughs> <laughs> By not, the way,
1: but, I, uh, I was just gonna say I, I think we should call this episode sicko de mayo because it is cinco de mayo while we're recording it is and, and we're all yeah, sickos dude, i got my t- i
3: got my rona, there you my you got the rona. Not, not, not the rona but a rona
2: <laughs> how long have you been waiting to bust that one out chris like all day Oh, you just well, thought of that oh. like at 6 a.m. and you're like, oh, no, no, I can't I, wait. I thought, of it it days, yeah. I thought of it days ago. Yeah, yeah. I oh, you have been it in the mirror and shit? You're like, yeah, hey, yeah. In front like, of Bear? Just, Bear's yeah. giving you notes like,
1: yep. mm, no, no.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean, I practiced uh, for a week and I still didn't do it very well
2: that so, no, was great yeah. <laughs> but, but shouts out but dude shouts out to vinegar syndrome because like i like i said earlier they i did just hang out with them at texas frightmare this past weekend brandon who we saw at the the shop when at we were the in there shop, yeah. and then uh their uh buddy chris that helps like uh on the road a lot of times uh good we had a good time good drinks those guys just like sold their entire fucking three tables worth of uh movies they did well everybody did good. well but really? it was good to see them and, and shouts out to them. If you haven't checked out the archive or vinegar syndrome, you definitely need to. So.
1: Oh, yeah. They're they're doing
2: the Lord's work.
1: Oh, yeah. totally.
2: The Dark yeah. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, we can do a signing there someday. You never know. That would be sick. You no, know, we talked about it. We talked about setting up a reading there. Yeah, yeah. oh, that would be cool.
1: Yeah. And I'm
2: also setting up a reading here at Nightmare Toys in Las Vegas. So if anybody wants to fly to Las Vegas to do this reading with me present company included. I Night,
3: Nightmare Toys. What's that, man?
2: Nightmare okay. Toys is like a local like uh they do horror toys. They're like all these cons that that we're at. Like so
1: Is that oh, where nice. you got Is that where you got Team Wolf and and Upside Down Freddy?
2: <laughs> no, no. They they weren't at they weren't weren't in uh Nashville actually. I just got these from somewhere in ah. Nashville. But they have a brick and mortar here in downtown Las Vegas and it's all horror toys. And then then they have a whole like uh they do you know, Blu-rays, they do fucking all your horror t-shirts and shit, but they special, like they all like the local people they'll pull in like drew Marvick who did pool party massacre. He lives in Las Vegas. They've done some in-store stuff with him, um, where they've brought in like, uh, Felissa, you know, Felissa Rose to come like be part of those kind of things. So I talked to them, Philip, uh, one of the dudes and that, ru- the guy that runs it and we're going to fucking do a reading, man. Um, there That's at nightmare awesome. toys. So, uh, you know so everyone this is like a uh, breaking shoes breaking news Woo! uh tune in but yeah i'm gonna it's gonna be fucking badass so but awesome. nightmare toys is a badass like local horror spot like every horror toy thing that you could want is there so that's it's awesome. very cool very cool
1: well um we uh i mentioned your upside down freddy uh john oh Mayden. yeah
2: you have some freddy news dude i
1: i do um uh, for for those of you who are, who are interested um there was a, a little show called Freddy's nightmares that that you guys may remember um it was a uh i think it ran for about 3 seasons which is kind of incredible considering the, the poor quality of the show um, yeah. but uh it was it was just like a tales from the crypt style show that was hosted by Freddy and Robert England you know played Freddy in it and everything uh and uh this this has been like impossible to find since like ever since the days of VHS. Like a few of them came out on VHS tape. I think there was one like best of that came out on DVD, but it's long out of print. So you haven't been able there's been no way to see it or, or find it. But um it just recently the entire series popped up on Tubi, which is a free streaming site. Wow. So you, you can watch them now. Oh uh, shit. Yeah yeah. Uh, and the yeah. one that I that I do recommend uh because like the, the this show wasn't it wasn't very good it just wasn't the stories weren't very well done or anything but the first episode i do recommend for you freddy fans because that one actually is about freddy um and it's uh, a prequel to nightmare one uh that's about freddy before he was burned when he was alive and killing the kids uh, on elm street uh and it's actually directed by toby hooper director of texas oh, chainsaw shit. massacre yeah so wow. It's it's uh it's worth watching just for that. It's like a nice yeah. piece of, of forgotten horror history. So,
3: that's awesome. I don't think I'm I've ever. It. I don't think I've ever seen that. I I saw the that weird uh friday the 13th series that they
2: did you remember that one i, I have well, a, yeah. i have the whole collection on that, DVD. that show was good <laughs> that's all awesome. it's like it's was... like it's a weird canadian x-files thing like yeah, i like it I have show. that show
1: is good yeah um it's it's it doesn't have anything to do with the uh the, the friday right, 13th movies mm, at all yeah. um it's it's just a good uh good show and yeah I, I agree with john wayne it's very much like x-files before x-files existed um but freddie's nightmares is like a like an anthology show, every episode's different. Uh, and Freddie is just kind of hosts it and he's and like like the cryptkeeper Um, but there's one or two episodes that actually are about Freddie. Uh, but this was at the height of um of Freddy Mania in the late 80s, early 90s, the show was around. Um, mm. like it was after he had like the 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 hotline, you know, nine seven six Freddie or whatever Fuck it was. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, so this was when he was, like, enormously popular. In fact, like, it's been said before that, like, the three most recognizable faces from the 1980s are Ronald Reagan, Michael Jackson, and Freddy Krueger, because they were all such a huge part of that uh, decade. Uh, So, yeah, Freddy was enormous at the time, and he had his own show for, it was like 45 episodes or something.
3: That's so sick, dude. I would have thought Hulk Hogan might have been in there, dude, but...
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was definitely he was definitely up there, too. Yeah. But I think he was more popular with kids, you know, uh, you know, like Mr. T would be another one or Madonna, you know, but uh, yeah, those were the three that I read. I forget where I read it, but it was somewhere and it made sense to me. So
2: I believe it. Um, But speaking that that's awesome like i'm uh, if i was listening to this podcast right now i'd turn it off and go to tv and watch that watch. um <laughs> yeah. which is what i'm gonna do after this but uh like to link on to your freddie news like when like i was again texas Frightmare, robert england was at texas Frightmare, mm-hmm. um and uh he was you know anytime he's anywhere because he's, he's very rarely appears now like it's just insane to yeah. get to him so not only is this convention huge but people are lining up at 4 a.m. just to get in line for robert england so like so on saturday uh people were lining up at 4 a.m. to to try to get in line like to to get robert england's autograph like signings and shit right um now the floor doesn't open until 10 a.m. for vips then at 10 30 it opens for like some some lesser vip like a secondary (laughs) tier where you get a half hour it's like uh, yeah, going some,
1: on it's like going on the plane. It's like, you know, section A can
2: go now section B can go. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. It's but it's like first class, comfort plus. Right. Any of our any of our veterans, please mm-hmm. come, you know. Um, and then at 11 a.m. they let everybody else in. So at 10 30 on Saturday, before even they open up the doors for everybody, Robert England's line is capped. And every other celebrity's line is capped at 10 30 a.m. Mm. But people were waiting for like Ten hours in That's that line, insane! You wow. miss the entire convention. All you do wow. is wait wow. in it's line just, to get wow. Robert England's fucking signature.
1: It's so crazy. it's so
2: crazy. Dude.
1: It's it's crazy how these how the horror conventions have changed over the years, uh, and how they've become big business, and how the turnout now is enormous. Like that at some of them, um, and especially when they have like a big name like Robert England. Because uh, I met Robert England. Um, I think it was about 10 years ago, I, I went to a convention, and he was there. And yeah, there were there were definitely a lot of people in line, but it was nothing like what you're talking about. It was like, you know, people just lined up when he got there. You know, they yeah. weren't waiting in line, like it was a new Star Wars movie or something uh the, and the people yeah, and that I,
2: paid for it like they, they get cut off like you could there's not even a guarantee if you pay for shit ahead of time wow that is
1: crazy yeah well, that's what's have, nuts dude. yeah people didn't have when i met him people didn't have to pay and people you know like there were no vip things you just got in line and and like no one waited in line for more than like 20 minutes you know
2: oh uh, god that's yeah, that's like a cream dream to these people. It's because <laughs> things, have,
1: things have changed so much over the years um like when i first when I went to my first horror con, you know, it was like 2005 or something. And, like, the turnout was good, but it's nothing like what it is now. And it was a, just a different atmosphere. You know, like, you could just talk to these people. You weren't, like, rushed to get an autograph and keep moving. You could go up and you actually, like, bullshit. I, I bullshitted with Roddy Piper for, like, a good 20 minutes. And it was fine. I wasn't holding up anybody. It was just, like, a, a thing, you know? Oh, look at oh, that.
2: Oh, dude. Nice, dude. that? yes hell uh, comes Jim to Nate frog is, town
1: yeah he, uh, for those of you listening he's holding up the arrow release of hell comes to frog town very good pick,
2: pick that amazing. up amazing and yeah.
3: honestly they live as pro i was I, for last halloween i was the news anchor from they live because like what could nice. be more appropriate in this day and age truly um and i just watched uh blu-ray And it had some awesome, like, extended features about, like, the making of They Live and, like, John Carpenter talking about how, like, Reaganomics played into it and stuff. It was really, really interesting. And that is just a movie that, uh, going back to, like, the Freddy stuff, you know, and just it's all supply and demand, right, I think. And, like, John Wayne was saying, there's less supply of him being available right now. But it's so cool to see that he's not being lost yeah, in future generations like right. they're yeah. they're picking up on it and they're like, this is fucking cool shit, and um, you yeah, know, it's, it's the same thing, same thing with They Live. I think, I think that's a movie that will live forever. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you
2: you see you see They Live stuff at every single horror convention. Somebody's oh, wearing yeah. the mask. Yeah. Somebody's wearing the glasses. That that's and, something you that will and, continue.
1: And 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 even more so with Freddy. Freddy is eternal. Freddy's like yeah. one of those characters like rambo or the terminator or something where like they'll never be forgotten you know they'll always be a big deal yeah Uh, i was just
3: gonna say and i think they live could have been bigger than it was um Mm. because of the subject matter of that film um keith david has a great interview on the the blu-ray dvd as well and he said you know he said they pulled it out of theaters like two two weeks in you know, because Because I think the government didn't like it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, the statement it was making, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, um, particularly, yeah, in the the 80s when, like, you know, like our generation was very browbeaten with patriotism and had it, like, kind of drilled into us that, you know, to be a patriot and uh, not be a communist and all this stuff. So, yeah, politically the movie, I'm sure, it's uh, it's soured a lot of people. But what's funny is now uh, there are many people who adopt it uh for their own political needs that are completely polar opposite of what john carpenter was was making a statement against you know like when you see like these these they live mock-ups like with obama's face on it and stuff it's just like no no carpenter was going the other direction and was going against conservatism and reaganomics like you were saying here so it's it's just funny how it's how it's um how it's been hijacked by people for different things but I just want to say before I forget, if you want to be the the businessman from They Live for Hall for next Halloween, I'll come with you and I'll be Nada. I'll dress as Roddy Piper's character with the flannel no and the type uh, Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> awesome would that be? You know? <laughs> a,
3: yo, we, we might have to do it, and then uh, and we got to find somebody to do Keith David so we could reenact that fight scene as well
2: oh god
1: yeah
2: yeah <laughs> don't look at me i'm not doing full blackface not <laughs> yeah, again no, he's no, like never no. again never again <laughs> fool me once um i have another nightmare my buddy uh, maybe i can get
1: my buddy barry fuck yeah you know? dude barry <laughs> barry doing, rules
2: man. dude barry shouts rule. out barry shouts out barry barry's got to be him um another real quick nightmare on elm street thing while we're on that uh but like so, the, the other big thing like Robert England was there, but it was in the Nightmare Three like reunion cast, so that was like everyone was like jerking off to that. So, um, I'm there, like you know, you know how I am, Chris, and you know, I'm like, yeah, come on up, like we're having a, in the room, you know, blah blah blah, da, da da Friday night, you know, one of my so one of my buddies comes up, he brings a girl with them, and he has another girl with them. This other girl comes in, and um, she's like. Hi, I'm so and so. I I pl- I I'm from Nightmare on Elm Street three. I now her her name escapes me, but she played the the chick with the mohawk. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I forget the name of the character. I don't I know
2: exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'm beautiful
1: in. and bad.
2: Yes. Yeah, and I know who it is. Yeah. It's like I I. She's like, hi. It's so nice to meet everybody. Um, and and she starts going off about every single. There's like maybe twelve or so people in the room, and she starts talking about everybody's hair. And the spirit behind everybody's hair and the hair of so like She, she was on coyote? I don't know, dude. <laughs> she was like, just to the, she was talking about people's, the spirit of everyone's hair so much that I was like, uh huh, cool. Here, hit this. And so I just gave her the pipe and just, she just like got, just kept smoking weed and got high. And finally, yeah. like, she, she took her spirits of hair like to somewhere else. But like, what wow. a time, dude what a
1: time uh, yeah that's that's a little little odd uh, yeah <laughs> were, you,
2: were you
3: just like hoping like, Robert, Robert Englund would break into the room and just like slash her to shit
2: yeah. no I, I wasn't no, not that not at that point that probably would more uh, but no it's just weird like those kind of things that's this is you know a little clip from the road an anecdote you know yeah yeah she was I think she was insane
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> allegedly
1: well, uh Amelia Kincaid, uh who was uh oh.
2: Ange-
1: who was Angela in Night of the Demons. Um Yeah. I remember uh I remember her being at a convention once and she was doing um uh like psychic readings for pets. Pets. Yeah, like she she is a pet <laughs> psychic. Uh and mm. so I did, I, I did not have a conversation with the woman. I just happened to notice her banner said that. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm going to keep walking. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, think. more power to her. It's fine. I'm not trying to judge. It's just something that I was, I did not realize that was even a thing. Uh, pet psychics. So, I've examined psychics. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John.
2: When? No, I, no, I was just going to say, Chris, I think I did say once I was at a small event with her and I was like the only person doing more drugs here than me is Amelia Kincaid. Uh. And, it, and it shows like it, it really <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, Aaron. What did you say? No, no.
3: I was just going to say um, I've examined like psychic phenomenon a, a bit. You know what I mean? Just out of curiosity. And there are some cases that are like pretty inexplicable you know where people have happened upon bodies that it's like you know what i mean it was impossible for them to kill this person yet somehow they found it but then then there's others that are just like it's a complete fucking work you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like the biggest work and they take advantage of grieving families right. so it's like it's like it's hard to know sort of what to believe with it because there are certain inexplicable cases that i've come across but it's also like, I wasn't fucking there. So it's like, how accurate is sort of the depiction of it?
2: I'm mm. just like, I'm that guy that just wants to see the UFO for himself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I never if fucking if, get to it. Yeah, I want see- the devils to come. I want to see them jump out of the Ouija board and punch my yeah, face.
1: Calm. Well, if I, if I can see something, it kind of helps me believe in it more. Yeah. yeah, that's, I'm just picky that way. So like ghosts and demons and psychics, it's like, well, if I can see any evidence of it at all, that'll definitely help me. But blindly believing in something I just can't do.
3: I, I think that probably shows in your writing too, right? Like I feel like it shows in both our writing. We tend to mm-hmm. um, write more reality-based horror because that's what scares. Like the guy breaking into the, to the window in my house, like that's, a real possibility.
2: Right, right. Whereas
3: like this other stuff, you have to suspend your disbelief
2: a little bit more. Um, but and you by, know, by this other stuff, own... he means my writing. So, <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no, there's, I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty of supernatural stuff in, in my books, but I do have several books that are more grounded in reality. I, and I do, I do agree with what you're saying, Aaron, that, uh, that like, you know, the, the guy breaking into your house and, and mutilating you. I mean, that's that actually happens yeah. in, in real life, whereas, you know, goblins uh, don't so so much. <laughs> so.
3: Yeah. But also, John Wayne, like to to go back to the stuff you write about more. I write about that, too. I'm not saying that that's an off limits thing for me. I definitely delve into it. But it's like my work's more dominated, I think, by reality based. But um, mm. that's not to say that. I know I was just being silly, dude. Is, oh yeah, this is my oh. part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, but the, there's an appeal to both of those. It just depends on the consumer. You know what Absolutely. I
1: mean? Absolutely. Yeah, so it does. Like, it, it does. It depends it's on the like, reader.
2: Like my yeah. fucking
3: we, aunt we, that believes every conspiracy theory and like that a <laughs> fucking ghost is knocking at her door. She can love your shit, John Wayne.
2: No, we talk <laughs> about that. No, we talk about that all the time. Like um, at, at the the booth, uh, uh, a lot with readers and with other authors. Like this isn't um, for you. Like this is not. You know this is what it is but it's not for you and this is not for you like uh, for instance sharing the, the table with wes uh wesley southard our, our two-time spider punk award-winning um author friend who um has a baby now and he and i write very differently but we shared a table recently but but Chris, you you and I do the same thing. Like, which just Hmm. this is just it doesn't mean this is bad. It's just not for you,
0: and that's the way
2: like I view like everything. Like arguing about music and art, that's a young man's game because it's just not for you.
1: I don't have to beat
2: you over the head because you don't like X Y Z like as much as I do anymore, and vice versa. Because it's we we're at a place where we're like, yeah, it's just not my thing.
1: Were you saying that you and Wes were? What were you talking about that you like saying? Well, we we were
2: kissing. And uh, we were oh, necking. Exactly. I just
1: there. wanted it to be clear that and, you weren't uh, saying that Wes's stuff is not for you.
2: I wanted to just make it
1: clear. No, 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 no. She mentioned well, Wes well, no, no. It let, it me, really let me let me like... make it. Well, let
2: me make it clear. <laughs> Wes's stuff is is not for me. Yeah. But <laughs> uh... hey, can I just can I just make this make
3: it clear too? Like picks or it didn't happen, dude. You know. Uh, oh, I got a dick. Oh well.
2: Um, No, so but did you say I've got a dick? (laughs) (laughs) I got a a dick, man. I I got a dick,
1: really. I do. Uh... I really do. It's just but, just the only one
2: who's seen is a girl in Canada. You don't know her. She, I met her <laughs> at Niagara Falls, and we are going to get married one day. Dude. She says
1: she she's the one with the mohawk in Nightmare I in Street. Can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't
2: remember her name, but she has a mohawk. She loves my hair. She's going to go down the barrel <laughs> with me. Uh, no, Wes and I write differently. We're <sighs> talking about readers, like readers coming up. We're like, you know, hey, this right. just isn't for some readers. You know, you can't. We're up, be well beyond taking these things personally. I hope. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know, right, we write very differently. So I don't give a fuck. If you like what, right, what, if you like more like what West writes, then yeah, Mm -hmm. buy his books, dude. We're Mm -hmm. here at the table, please. If you like what I do, if you like, you know, what you do. Um, that, that's where it's at. I don't know, man. You guys got me all talking in circles. Is this no, a, no, no, is a this some of kind this. of FBI? No,
1: no, no, no. no it's fine. <laughs> although although we have been talking for a while, and we do need to get into our show. Oh,
2: but see, this is why we have such good guests like Aaron, and we can have good conversations. So we, Absolutely. Can, we can have a little bit of a – we can Order. have a longer intro, dude. I don't know about good, but it,
1: it definitely – it was rambling. Uh, it definitely went on for a while.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole opening? <laughs> Yes.
1: Yes. And all uh, right. You're
2: right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, I'm gonna chop this down to a cool 350, three minutes. Okay. 50 good, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> all right.
1: Um. All right. So let's get let's go ahead and uh, get into our our show now because I'm excited okay. to talk about all the things we're gonna talk about as well. Uh, so let's start off with our first segment, which is book of the week. <laughs>
0: Wow. Book.
1: Amazing book of the week I'm on book of the week this week and of course uh we have a special guest who is a writer so we're gonna be talking about his latest book uh so uh Aaron Beauregard's new one is called Modern Hysteria uh and we were talking a little bit about this uh off mic um about um how you were kind of inspired Uh, by some of the uh, internet challenges and stuff that uh, the kids do and the um, uh, urban legends that surround them. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and read the back of this to give our listeners the synopsis. Every parent's worst nightmare. A mysterious internet figure known only as Mr. Boy is preying on depressed teenagers and brainwashing them into horrific acts of self-harm and suicide. The macabre message behind The Dropout Challenge is simple. Drop out of sight. Drop out of school. Drop out of society. Drop out of life altogether. Derek Peterson is, struggling, is a struggling graphic novelist whose younger brother took his own life after becoming ensnared in The Dropout Challenge. Upon hitting rock bottom, Derek becomes obsessed with pulling back the curtain on the malevolent mastermind responsible for his brother's gruesome demise. Despite a lack of urgency from the authorities and his outrage regarding the tragedy, Derek has also discovered a strange positive trend in his artistic trajectory. For the first time in his life, the story he's telling through his illustrations is worth finishing. But with art imitating life, many questions still remain. Who decides how it ends? And has Derek become more fixated with crafting the perfect conclusion for his masterpiece than getting justice for his family? So again, this is Modern Hysteria by Mr. Aaron Beauregard. So Aaron, uh, tell us a little bit about this book.
3: Yeah, man. Thanks for reading that blurb. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no. Like, like you said, I've, I've been sort of fascinated. There's a, there's quite a few um, weird things that happen on the internet, as you guys a, a little have bit. Met. Yeah, <laughs> as you're aware, I'm sure. Um I mean even going back to when we were kids this stuff wasn't really so much of a thing but the the future generations that are growing up with these bizarre um challenges um so just to name a couple I mean there was the Momo suicide game
0: Yeah. No that
3: yeah. was one that was yeah. really weird and we talked I think you and I talked about that a little the guy yeah. that uh the artist that he made a almost like a weird chicken woman
1: Yeah. Yeah sculpture. it is. It's uh, really disturbing. Uh, like just even just the face alone is really is there's something about it that really uh, creeps you out.
2: It, it hits yeah. that un- uncanny valley. Thing, yes. Right. It does. That's, it uh, does. Supposed to. Yeah. It It's supposed to make you go insane. It
1: kind of does.
3: Yeah. And it's like so people will like message each other through these. I think WhatsApp was the primary vehicle that they would message like young children through and like. Tell them, like, oh, you know, you have to do A, B, and C, and it's horrible things to yourself, you know, or mm-hmm. Momo's gonna come and get you, kind of thing. And right. Um, I mean, I actually Dan Volpe, you guys know Dan. Um, mm-hmm. it's funny, like right around Shots time. Out,
2: Mart- shouts out Dan.
3: Shouts out Dan Volpe. When uh Right Around the Time Modern Hysteria came out, his daughter came home crying about it, about Momo specifically. No so it's wow. like so it's like these things live on, and um, and that was kind of a weird thing. And then there was, a, but but the one that I really focused on a lot was the blue whale challenge, which um, happened in Russia, and it was like a fifty-step thing that started off kind of innocently. Um, and some of some of the steps that the kids had to complete were like stupid shit, like listening to music for four hours that the curator sends to them. Uh, at these very late hours of night, but as innocent as it seems in the beginning, you see it go over the course of 50 days in like 13 of these days. They're keeping these kids up at very late hours to watch violent videos and music. And yeah. you're realizing they're actually brainwashing them. they're depriving them of sleep mm-hmm. to try and brainwash them into actually like killing themselves uh, or, you know, mutilating themselves in different ways. But the real tricky thing with some of these online suicide games was that, and I'll say this, if you buy the hardcover edition of Modern hysteria, I actually have an essay in the back of that one that goes into like this real life shit that sort of inspired some of my book. Um, but with those with those challenges in particular, it was like the media was blowing them up. you know what I mean? Yes. blowing blowing them out of proportion. Um, sure. Were there some kids that actually might've got harmed because of these games? Most likely there might've been a couple with the Momo one. Um, and then with the blue whale challenge, Russia said that there might've been at least like 170 deaths that they attributed to it. But a lot of people like you can't fucking find, I searched and researched this shit a lot. You cannot find a lot of solid evidence.
1: Yeah. You can't clarify it. Yeah.
3: But also, like, the, there were people that actually did this. Like, there's no. this guy. I'm probably gonna fuck his name up. It's something like Philip Butkin or something like that. Um, it's in the it's in the hardcover if you really want to know. But um, he actually did get arrested for it, and he got like over 20 charges. He got hit with like over 20 charges because
1: um, he was uh, he was like messaging kids and telling them to do this shit.
3: Yeah, he was like yeah. a curator for the Blue Whale Challenge.
1: Um,
3: <clears throat> And he was the Jeffrey Epstein of the thing. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) dude. That's pretty much what he is. And like, but then I looked, they don't the media won't really follow up on what actually happened. And then there was like a couple of articles I could find that sort of said, um, oh, most all but like one of the challenges ended up getting dropped. So like it's real hard to stick people with these with these challenges. Uh, like with these charges, rather, for shit like this, because they're not actually doing any, they're not
1: right, filing
3: right. laws, so to speak. Um, and if you look at over here in Massachusetts, there are us, Chris, with the Michelle Carter uh text case where she texted her boyfriend many times trying to convince him to kill himself. Um, and she got she did get locked up for that, yeah, but yeah. she was out relatively quickly though. But she was also a minor too, so it was sort of a complex case. Um, but it's like it, it's really hard to prosecute somebody for this sort of thing. So like, right. it, it, I don't I don't know if you guys I'd be interested to hear if you guys have heard about any of this stuff or what your opinion. Oh yeah,
1: is. no, no, I definitely have heard about um, a lot of it, and and yeah, I mean this is the kind of stuff that that cults do too, where they they condition people and they groom them uh and you know like like you were saying with like okay you need to listen to this music for this amount of time and you need to get and a lot of it is uh wake making sure to, to make wake people up you know being like okay you need to set your alarm at two and get up and do this so you're depriving them of sleep you tell them what to eat and you give them like low protein and all this stuff that just breaks the people down you know and makes them more malleable to your whims Yeah, uh, yeah yeah no and I, I definitely remember you know the Momo the challenge and um of course slender man is another big one you know and with the slender man uh there actually was the case with the two uh 12 year old girls who yep. stabbed another 12 year old girl and nearly killed her uh and that was uh, that was uh, also a um a complicated case too because the one girl was diagnosed schizophrenic her father was a schizophrenic uh you know one, one of the girls that that did the stabbing um and so it, it's it's complicated when you have all these components like you know, the age of the girls, the mental illness component, uh, and it's like, you know, how do you, and, and like, they ended up going to a, uh, an asylum, not to prison, you know, uh, and so they're getting the help that they need, but they're also like, you know, the criminally in, insane hospital, so, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm definitely very aware of, of the stuff you're talking about.
2: Yeah, have you heard of any of this, John Lynn, or? yeah aaron i was gonna say like um we touched uh chris we touched a little bit of on this like back when we were doing urban legend stuff uh yeah. a few uh, like uh, some episodes ago but I, yeah
1: actually that's a good point we did a whole series on urban legends so yeah
2: but <laughs> i was like to um, song, but it was awesome this was Thank uh you. No, thanks you. but this was like so i don't have i don't have kids um so i i can't like try to relate to like, Oh, kids these days, but I have a very good friend of mine, whose daughter was like, uh, I think seven or six, seven or eight right now. And um, before I moved to Vegas from Houston, we were hanging out and he was telling me like about how his daughter uh, and her friends were afraid of this thing called siren head. And I was like, Well, what the fuck is siren head? She, he's like, it's like a slender man, like online are you have you heard of this, Aaron?
3: I haven't heard of this now.
2: So yeah, so this is like just like a like a Slenderman thing. Like it starts as it started as like this kind of like this video that someone made that well then becomes like what I'm sorry. I was just
1: gonna say the siren head's a little bit different because siren head like they actually know. The like the artist yeah. who created it and like you know it's like right. it's it's something that this guy's like no, oh, yeah i created it it's yeah i, I created up. it but these yes. kids still believe
2: yeah. that it's like no, they, yeah they do
1: they do but it's like, it it's, it's makes it all the more fascinating that kids will yeah believe that it's real because like slender man momo challenge all that stuff no one really knows where that originated whereas this it's a guy who's just like no i made him up kind of like Stephen like, king being like no i made <laughs> up pennywise you know
2: i did it I brought up G12, yeah, 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 but there's like these, but I watched the video, the original video, and then there's like another one that they made after it, and yeah, like there's they, a lot of them. I yeah. I could see, yeah, and there's like the like there's all these derivatives of it, but it's like I could see like if I was like seven or six, being like a little giant pussy like I was back then, just being like oh fuck and they could be like no there's an artist who said he did it yeah that's part of it man you fucking mm-hmm. i'd be like just yeah. scared because my friend tried to explain it to me and i could not grasp it until i watched the video and it's like what like siren head is just like a, it looks like a telephone pole with like si- like those old-fashioned like siren like horns coming off of it and he like will just like step out and be like, wah, wah, and you yeah. hear the siren know he's always coming for you and shit. And I'm like, kids yeah. are so stupid, but, um, it's it's not like one of those like challenges as far as you're talking about where people actually harm harm themselves. Yeah, I know it's, it's it's just like a, a, like a creepy pasta kind of thing, maybe. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's it's kind of just but, like a, a modern boogeyman. Yeah. But Bloody Mary, I think maybe for us as kids was like kind of a kid loved it. Girl. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, that was you that know, was totally well, one. That was totally one of our boogeymen. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird though. Like, so it's a
3: little different when. Like somebody's puppeting that boogeyman online to these kids, or it's like we hear it word of mouth, and it's like like, I have I open up the book within it. I I guess it's an acknowledgement. I was just sort of like, you know, um, there. Like when we were kids, like it was the van at the end of the dark street. You know yeah. what I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm talking about like, but there's far darker corners in the internet that your kids are reaching. You know what I mean? That right. you might not, yeah. you might Easily. not even be aware of. You know? Yeah, like
1: exactly. There's, there's more. It's there's an like, attack on the
3: mind, dude. Like it's crazy. There,
1: yeah, sickos have more, um, have more uh, access now, and they can hide easier now because of the internet. Yeah, when we were growing up, it was like, yeah, maybe there was one creepy guy in the neighborhood, but everyone knew to stay away from his house, or you know, you you knew not to take candy from strangers or go in strangers' vans or whatever. Uh, but now it's like like you were saying, they're just kids just go online and there's just a universe of evil out there, you know. So
3: and it's like if you if if you get a depressed kid that doesn't have, you know, like my the character of Ralphie in that book, like you know. He's just shit on in life and alienated, you know, and we've all felt like that at some point, at least for a period of our I, lives, I, I'm I, sure.
1: I, I feel like that every day.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> You're
1: like, I feel like that right now. Like, uh, it's it's like, like <laughs> uh, fucking hate myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's like you can see how like a kid could get drawn into this Absolutely. and just Absolutely.
1: like yes. want
3: it want it to be done with and you know, um, it's a scary thing, you know? And I was like, you know, this is going to be a difficult book for parents, I think like to read. And it's not that the book, the book has extreme elements. It's not that it's super extreme. There are definitely my sort of classic brutality scenes though, where when I go in, I go in, but I think this is some of my best work as far as character arcs. Um, it's just my, I think it's hands down my best work, maybe only close to son of the slob, With character arcs but um and i and like with going back i want to say one other thing you know i'm sure we'll probably wrap this segment up but um with the blue whale challenge it was like um in case anybody's curious like one of the reasons they called it that was like kids were carving like blue whales into their forearms like all bloody like a whale's outline um and then they were like, well, why is it called blue whale? And it's like, you can't, this stuff is so weird, like there's very few definitive answers to it. Yeah. But one of the one of the things that they suggested was that it could be because whales beach themselves, you know, like some uh, whales, right. Whales will actually like commit suicide. Right. Um, some of them, you know. Um, so like that could have been it. But a lot of this stuff's still a mystery. And you know what sucks about momo is like that awesome piece of art. You know what I mean? Like that thing was mm-hmm. so creepy. He yeah. destroyed it. He destroyed it.
1: Really? Because, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. He oh man.
3: Because of all this shit, you know, he's he he wanted children to feel safe. And so because so of he, that so he, he sacrificed, killed Momo. Sacrificed this awesome
1: art, you know?
2: Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, I well, would have made a, mil- a million more momos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The million well, Momo march.
1: Anyway, Well, um, I just want to remind our listeners that Modern Hysteria is out now. Uh, You can get it wherever books are sold, and you can also get it uh, on a special website. Aaron, you want to tell us about your website? Yes. uh, So I I just launched
3: abhorror.com. It's just like the first two letters of the alphabet in my name, obviously, abhorror.com. And I have all kinds of stuff on there, basically like rare items uh signed paperbacks signed hardcovers limited stuff um i just launched it on may 1st and honestly so far the the reaction from readers has just been incredible i I can't believe it and there's also like if you like the artwork or imagery on or in my books a lot of that stuff's available in my uh, apparel store now and people have been going to it i'm just humbled by the response it's been it's been awesome dude and i just want to thank everybody that has gone out of their way to check it out or buy stuff
1: that's fantastic man that is great all right so check it out folks uh abhorror.com for all your aaron beauregard needs uh and now i think it's time for our next segment which Mm -hmm. is ridiculous reads It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. That was absurd. It, it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm. Uh, we're very excited because uh, Aaron is going to be our guest reader, and he has a surprise book for us. So, Aaron, the mic is yours. All right. So,
3: I think I'm just going to give you guys a little snippet um, of Real Ultimate Power, the official <laughs> Ninja, Ninja book. <laughs> I have this book. By Robert have Hamburger. Book. Have you covered this before? No, no but no, I no. own
2: that fucking book. Dude. How fucking awesome is this book? <laughs> it's
3: awesome, it's one of the sickest books ever, dude. And it's I can't written by a six-year-old, it. dude. You know, I can't believe <laughs> it, that you pulled I, that up,
0: dude.
1: <laughs> it's written by a
3: six-year-old, you said? Yeah, dude, Robert Hamburger. He, he'd have to be a young boy. Let me just get a picture for the YouTube of the ninja shredding on this fucking guitar on the back. Um, <laughs>
1: Wait, 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 uh, Okay, wait. Who who really wrote this?
3: Robert Hamburger, brother.
1: And, <laughs> and who is, who is Robert Hamburger?
3: Uh, he's he's some little dipshit. Let me. I think if I read, you'll understand more of who Robert Hamburger is. Right, wouldn't you say okay. John? It's John Wayne. Wait. It's like a weird thing, right? <laughs> it's a weird thing. You take it from here. All right. All right. Okay, so let me read the blurb that's on the front of the book and the back of the book first. So, right on the front of the book, it says, Hi. This book's all about ninjas. And then in uh, bold red, it says real ninjas. Oh, this book is awesome. My name is Robert, and I can't stop thinking about ninjas. These guys are cool. <laughs> and by cool, I mean totally sweet. <laughs> okay, not, so this is <laughs> the back blurb. I'm going to try not to laugh <laughs> while I read this. But so on the back, you have the ninja shredding on the guitar. It says, Dear stupid idiots. <laughs> A lot of you have been saying that I don't know anything about real ninjas, but that's a bunch of bull crap. You dummies don't know nothing. And maybe you should get a life. I bet a lot of you have never seen a girl naked. (laughs) (laughs) You idiots believe that ninjas had some code of honor? Yeah, right. Right. If by code of honor you mean code to flip out and go nuts for absolutely no reason at all, even if it means that people might think you're totally insane or sweet, then that's right.
1: <laughs> but if you
3: mean, but if you mean code to be nice and speak nicely uh, while sharing and not cutting off heads, then you're the biggest idiot ever. So if you have any brains, you shut up and get a life. So go shut up, you stupid idiot. <laughs> no thank you robert <laughs> hamburger
2: exactly dude go shut exactly. up exactly go shut up man go so, shut up i like that so <laughs> um, this is genius
3: shit dude this is this is like next level wizardry of of fiction i think
1: okay, i mean this so could I be just, reality but i got i gotta just i gotta just clarify okay so I guess was did a six-year-old come up with this and like his dad wrote it out for him? Is that what it is? Like I'll or... say, I like to
3: think of Robert hamburger as a six-year-old boy.
2: Okay. <laughs> there, right.
3: I, I believe. Okay. I believe Chris, that
2: you, Chris, Chris, this is like gossamer you do not dissect gossamer. Okay. Just, you, know, I I, you just I have, have to, to, I just want to know okay. like, like it's not Neil hamburger, famous, weird comedian, uh, character and it's not it's this maybe it's a six-year-old boy that lives in all of us well, maybe it's a se- maybe asking. it's a 79 year old man who died two years ago well that's what i'm asking said it was
1: written by a six-year-old and i didn't know if i should take that literally or not
2: you just have to take the ride all right well let's and ride let, and let your heart decide all right
1: okay well, i it, think Aaron, you, you didn't let me down with the last ninja with new york ninjas, so I, I, yeah, let's go.
3: Let's go. <laughs> and and I, I want to read. Um, I'm just there's a few brief pages that I would like to read um, his acknowledgement and then um, his his introduction to the book. It's all pretty short. And then he has some ideas for um, really awesome movie scripts. So uh, I just want to get it. into maybe a couple of those. But
1: I do. Uh, I'm I'm all about it. Too. I can't wait.
3: <laughs> I'm so amped up right now. Like, I I can tell. Up. Okay, so this is uh, Robert's acknowledgement. Good morning. I would like to thank my dog Francine, whose real name I will not disclose because of privacy. And <laughs> I want to thank my babysitter John Fielding for helping me write this book. He's cool, I guess. <laughs> Plus, I think my par- I want to thank my parents for having sex sex and making me <laughs> But that's all.
2: <laughs> Not enough people do that. That thanks, I <laughs> That's think. a
3: good thank you, dude. Mm-hmm. Third, oh. I would like to thank Mika Kokita, Daniel Greenberg, and Jeremy Ruby Strauss for realizing that a simple kid could teach people about ninjas. Though they are though they are always laughing at me, so I don't know what their problem is. Okay, see you later.
1: <laughs> and
3: that, <laughs>
1: I'm getting schooled right now on what a good acknowledgements page is supposed to look like. Right. We have some work to do we, do. we do. And then there's like
3: several pages that just have like single things on it here. So it says, um, this book is disgusting. And that's a quote from Robert's mom that he opens it up with. <laughs> uh, then he says for the hippos, then there's a ridiculous table of content that is like more confusing than the Bible. uh, But – and then it kind of says, you know, do you want to know the real ultimate – what the real ultimate power is? If yes, then turn the page. If no, then close the book right now. (laughs) Do you want to get pumped? That's the next page. Okay. Next page. Do you want to get really pumped? (laughs) And then – Boom, you get that title page right there. You know what I'm saying?
1: Real Ultimate The real Ultimate, ultimate,
2: title. Real ultimate power, Like, he's fucking dude.
3: setting you up.
2: You know, yeah, like,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm,
2: I'm like, I'm like, at, at this point, I'm edging. Like, uh, it's like three pages in. I'm like, right there, dude. I'm dude, like my trying. I'm trying not to blow it. You know, I'm like. All right. He's got some
3: really sweet illies in here, too. Some nice ninja illustrations throughout the book. So, if you guys can get your hands on a copy, be sure to.
2: But
1: uh, all right, John, John Rain already has it. He's, he's prepared. if it's out
2: of print, if it's out of print, I'll be very upset because people really need to buy this book. This is it's, um, like that brought back like a rush of memories. When you pulled that up, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this oh. book is so awesome.
1: Oh, OK, so um, about how old is this book? Uh, it's,
2: let's it's see. Like like maybe not early 2000s or late 90s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, four. Okay. Oh, four. There we go. Yeah. Good
3: call. I actually got – I picked this up. I was I was working at Borders Bookstore at the time. I was yeah. stocking shelves. It's like you just got to know the alphabet, which you could do that job on acid. But uh,
2: when I got this book in my can hands – You could do a lot of jobs on acid. Okay? <laughs> just, just not well. <laughs> and that's another podcast that I do, jobs on acid. <laughs> <laughs> but when John, – John Wayne, when this book went into my hands, it
3: didn't leave. Like, like I just went ahead – Took it into the back. I'm like, no one's buying this. I'm walking away with this. You know, yeah, it's a special. So you,
1: so you stole something from work, is what you're
3: saying? Um, uh, not <laughs> some some. It's more than one thing. You
2: yeah. know, just to be to be honest here, you know, he stole some things. Allegedly, <laughs> it is your
1: duty as an underpaid retail worker to steal <laughs> shit. And I I mean this,
2: <laughs> and I yeah, us being like Nick P, like he worked at the Barnes and Noble. He stole a bunch of books like that. And when we were attached to the Barnes and Noble, we stole a bunch of books from Barnes and Noble. So there you go. Incredible. There you go. All right. So what else does Mister? I, Mr. I would do pay double course.
3: for this book, though. Oh, I played. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. All right, but let's get into the the introduction here. Why I, introduction? Why I wrote a book about ninjas and stuff. All right. Have you ever been so pumped that you want to completely flip out? I mean, like really, really flip out. People get pumped about all sorts of stuff. Sports, pets, mm-hmm. making out, or motorcycles.
2: <laughs> <Dude, laughs> Motorcycle. <laughs> You're speaking my fucking making out and motorcycles, It's, like, dude. it's so hard, hard not box. to laugh. <laughs> I, yeah, like, like,
1: I think John Wayne modeled his life after this advice.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> really do. <too. laughs> keep going. Keep going.
3: Do you want to know what gets me pumped? Ninjas. Ninjas are so sweet. I want to crap my pants.
0: <laughs> oh my God! All right. When I wake up,
1: Sorry. When I wake,
3: that's all right. I'm, I'm tired. This is good. When I wake up in the morning, I lay in bed for a few hours and practice kicking and punching with my feet and arms. <laughs> Don't worry, homie. I'm only practicing. After that, I go eat breakfast with mom, like eggs and toast and stuff. Then I go nuts. I throw towels, scream at birds. I spit on the carpet. And then, after all that, my dog Francine and I dress up like ninjas and make forts and then French and
2: flip out all day.
0: <laughs> he fucking
3: French
2: Wait, did he say dog. French is his dog?
0: Is the dog. <laughs>
2: Which is cool. Which is cool. <laughs> oh I just wanted god. to clarify. <laughs> and oh my yeah, god! So they French and flip out. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck In the yeah. fort. Right. Yeah. You had to build that
3: pillow for it, man. <laughs> you see, I love ninjas so much it hurts, and that's why I made this book about them. I don't know if there are even even any ninjas anymore, but sometimes I feel that there must be, because of that feeling inside me. My parents fight. Just imagine being a ninja. <laughs> you, you could kill anybody you wanted. And I mean anybody. These guys are so sweet. And, and do you know why? They flip why? out and kill people for no reason at all. That's I awesome.
1: Think, I don't think that's what a ninja does. With no, that. That's true. Dude.
3: That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, do you know of anybody else who can do that? Probably not. Your dad couldn't even kill people just because he wanted to. He'd go to jail in a second. But ninjas? Yeah, right. There's no way you could put them in jail. Ninjas are unstoppable and charming. Pirates and Vikings are cool, but they don't go nuts like ninjas. But ninjas have magical powers, too. They can fly. Every human being on the face of the planet wants to fly. And ninjas have been doing it since day one
1: oh my
2: that's a fact <laughs> <laughs> that's true now that is a fact
1: i like that he thinks that ninjas go more wild than than vikings,
2: yeah. vikings. and okay vikings, and that's true like, are the uh, like
1: uh, you know the term rape and pillage that comes from them and, yeah. and they're their habits and
2: vi- right exactly ninjas are way better than that dude
1: well i'm not yeah they can they get going wild ninjas get
2: consent
1: yeah but to go nuts (laughs) and to go wild that's viking that's definitely like
3: ninjas have honor but he just believes they're told they're so totally sweet that like he he, that that's he's blind to that i think he
1: he said they they just go nuts and kill people for no reason i think i I
3: don't know i I really like what he's saying i Yeah. yeah i think i think he's he's on to something here but all right well he says despite what you're saying chris he says and that's a fact
1: Okay, um, then I'm wrong. I mean, he's done his <laughs> research. He's got a book about it. So, some ninjas have the
3: power to bio slime people. It may sound disgusting, but trust me, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> bio I'm
2: slime
1: not- like Slimer from Ghostbusters. Like,
3: yes, yeah, he may. <laughs> I believe. That's how I'm interpreting
2: it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna say like the the bio slime is they could reach out of the you know the out of the middle of a existence and slime you and then slide right back in because they're ninjas. Yeah. Dude. Like okay. a dimensional slip. You know that's, what I mean? Okay. That's,
3: that's that's stealth. You know.
2: That makes
1: total sense.
3: Well, he Thanks. says. <laughs> <laughs> so he says I'm not I'm not attracted to ninjas personally. But sometimes when I'm lying in the backyard and I'm thinking about ninjas for more than an hour, I pop a boner. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they're small, but sometimes they're humongous. My, My mom caught me one time when it happened, and she said, what the heck's going on? What are you doing? And she chased me around the yard with a rake. Then she caught me. She had to lay on my stomach, and she stepped on my butt. Mom's big, so (laughs) it went away real fast. But then when she stopped, it came back even bigger. I, I knew that ninjas were special. These guys are totally sweet. Every day I ask my mom if I can take karate. I say, hey, mom, can I take karate? And she says, no way. You'll hurt someone. So we compromised on yoga. I start next year. But well, who cares? I don't need karate. I express myself by screaming and imagining stories about ninjas. I guess I just want to tell people of Earth about something totally sweet. I've felt this way my whole life. My name is Robert, and this is my book about the coolest guys to ever flip out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's something well, else. Yeah,
2: I, I see that I love. I'm gonna liken this to when I saw like the song remains the same and uh you know Jimmy Page steps out and like whips out these awesome solos where I'm like I should quit playing guitar. <laughs> I should just quit writing now. Like this, like
3: this I, is this puts us all to shame. Uh,
2: it really truly it, does. It does.
1: It does. I mean he's speaking it gets from the to heart. the point. Yeah, he doesn't
2: wait, he doesn't waste words. He doesn't there's no confusion, <laughs> no continuity issue.
1: No, and, I'm in, and i'm facts in, it's hard facts and i'm I, i'm enthralled uh so
3: it just yeah. fucking tick it just tickles me you know oh no thing. no like, absolutely, absolutely such a great okay so to, to to close out the reading i've got uh two very short uh
0: there's more
3: <laughs> two very short
1: script pieces. please are you guys going to okay
0: this? Are
3: you guys well, I'm okay.
1: okay. No, of course. No, I'm, I'm okay. joking. I'm, I'm joking. Of course. No, let's bring it.
3: For, for time constraints, I'm going to skip past pack, pack. – so this part of the book's called the pump-up part. Some of mine and Francine's favorite movie scripts, um, and these are the scripts that they created together, her and mm-hmm. him and the dog. Um, for time reasons, I'm going to skip past the first two scenes of Ninja, Please, and um, and move <laughs> – and move right into ninja babe okay
1: ninja um, babe
3: <laughs> because this this is one of my personal uh it's got to be made you know it's got to be made all right oh. so ninja babe <laughs> scene 1 there's this super there's this super rich stupid idiot who lives in a humongous <laughs> house <laughs> i'm listening well <laughs> no. At his house, this guy has babes laying all over the place. The next scene is hot. The guy takes this stupid babe to the back of his room to make out. The audience will just think that the hot babe is a normal babe, but yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right, right.
1: <laughs> um, okay. The oh, ninja. Man, this is the best oh, man. This, this is quality <laughs> screenwriting
3: they're really good the ninja woman smashes the guy's head like a hairy melon then all these dogs come out of nowhere and the ninja woman has to <laughs> beat the dog's
1: asses <laughs>
2: Oh my god. Did you say Harry Melon? Harry Melon.
3: <laughs> this shit with the dogs, though, I'm just picturing the dogs to me. Like yeah, the dogs fighting asses. the dogs. Yeah. Well, he gets a little bit into the dog fight real quick. He says First, she kicks one dog right in the nuts. The, do- <laughs> the dog screams and jumps out the window. <laughs> then she jumps in the air and kicks two dogs in the nuts at once. <laughs> Both dogs evaporate.
0: Every time <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry I'm sorry. Every- <laughs> I'm sorry, all
3: right. Every time the ninja woman kicks nuts, a guitar squeals hard. <laughs> then the yeah, woman dude. has to battle a boss dog. The boss dog is huge before the boss dog can attack. She uppercuts the boss dog's nuts so hard that it explodes. The the guitar squeals really hard and explodes.
1: Oh my God, dude, this is amazing.
3: Uh, Then it says for that script, it's the end. But then he has a note after each of his scripts and he's like, this script is awesome.
2: That's a fact. Yeah. I mean, that how that? dude, I shit, man, that. this is this know. is like what you call a clinic, right? This, this guy is this is like clinic. He's running a clinic on us. This should be Here on how, written in red, dude. Like you yeah. know, what I'm saying. Here's how you write a script. Here's how you fucking <laughs> do this. He's, you know what?
1: Yeah, we're being We're being schooled. Mr. Okay. Hamburger, I uh, wow.
2: tip my pe- cap to you. Wow.
1: It's
3: the la- the last one, guys. I'm gonna try Please. and make it through without laughing, but. This one's called The Ultimate Battle. And he lists scene one, but there's only one scene for each of these. Um, Cool. Nice. Dark smoke fills the scene and pump-up music slowly gets louder. The audience sees a ninja and his girlfriend eating at a super expensive restaurant. The girlfriend is so hot that the steam is coming out of her mouth and hair. (laughs)
2: I love babes. I love babes that are steaming. Dude, I love those hot babes like that. Dude. Steamy <laughs> yeah. babes.
1: When they're on. literally on fire. It's amazing.
3: <laughs> Some old idiot is sitting by the couple. The the idiot is giving the girl the girlfriend the eye and popping like 16 boners. But but the ninja sees the boners and the music really pumps up. The audience shows this guy the audience shows knows this guy is dead meat for sure but out of nowhere the old idiot pulls off his jacket and shows that he's a pirate with lasers and everything <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
2: know you know right come on that's like with pirate lasers yeah and everything man and everything. everything yeah yeah the ninja is like,
3: yeah, right, who cares? And then he pops the biggest boner ever. <laughs> Bigger than the biggest, blackest boner alive. Oh <laughs> my
1: god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the,
3: the ninja's boner smashes the entire restaurant, and every single one <laughs> of the pirates' boners explodes while making whistling sounds. The ninja, <laughs> the ninja looks back at his girlfriend. Uh, she smiles and
1: they pork. <laughs> yeah. And they fuck pork. Yes,
3: dude. <laughs> but he well, dropped the pork, dude. He dropped the pork. He pork. Dropped the pork. Okay, and then yeah. yeah, I'm horny that's,
2: as fuck right now. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I you're
1: sweating the whole bit. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: it says the end, and then his note after the script is, while writing this script, I headbutt my dog so hard that we both screamed. <laughs> One more time, guys. Give it up for real ultimate power.
1: Yeah. The official ninja book. The official ninja book. Robert yeah, Hamburger. A-
3: Robert.
1: <laughs> Very good. Very good. Excellent. What a time. Excellent. Excellent ridiculous read, Aaron. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I hope it didn't go on too long. But it, oh, God. No, no, it no, deserves no. the spotlight, you know? No, like, it does. It, it does. It, no. uh, it, it,
2: if you ask me, it could have been longer. But that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, now man. it makes sense. See, Chris? I brought it back around to make sense. Good for you. You. You're You're
1: you. <laughs> good for you. You're welcome. Good for you. Um, I didn't I didn't thank you. I just Thanks. said good for you. Uh <laughs> Thanks,
2: <Ed. laughs> all right. Well,
1: I think now it's time to get serious and right? get into our uh our main topic, this show's main topic. Uh we are we uh now that we're back, we've moved on from uh the urban legends uh series and we're just uh doing our own thing. So Without further ado, let's get to our topic, which is
0: one, two, three, four.
1: Slashers versus one man armies. So this is now. Uh, uh, uh,
2: now what? What? I want to say because I thought what'd you say <laughs> troll, troll. Um. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> what you say? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. This is a. This is a very interesting. Uh, subcategory uh that that came out of the 80s and we've we've touched on this a little bit uh john we've talked about it a little bit on the show Mm -hmm. and uh aaron and i were talking about it um recently and i and i was like you know what like we've talked about doing this and this is the time we're gonna do it uh so the, the the slasher versus one man army was a very very limited thing um both of those categories like slasher movies uh was very big in the 80s uh we've talked at length about slasher movies on this show amazing. uh and and the one man army movies were also very big in the 80s you know where you had movies like commando and and you know die hard and stuff like that where you had this one guy who just kicked a bunch of ass right amazing yeah yeah awesome stuff it basically made a career for schwarzenegger stallone uh, chuck norris all those guys um and uh so there were a couple of movies there are only a few only a handful uh, that combined those two things, where you had the badass Schwarzenegger-type guy going up against a slasher, a Michael Myers-type yeah. guy. Uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about this fascinating uh, subgenre uh, from the 80s uh, that was gone too soon. Uh, and we're going to particularly focus on three movies that are the creme, all the creme, and also kind of the only ones. <laughs> so...
2: <laughs> you so, can count yeah. them on one hand and you, you count you, them you on you the can. other hand
1: You can only really count them on one hand There's only so many of them
2: uh, But these are, these are gems Truly, truly gems
1: And I will
3: say, Chris, that I've been thinking about this a lot um, in good. preparation
1: good for the show, a good use of your time.
3: Yeah, I've been <laughs> not doing shit I need to do and thinking about slasher action movies. But mm-hmm. um, I've come up and conjured a few that I think are outside the box ones that maybe we I could we could talk about at the end.
1: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. There's definitely some runners up that I think we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But uh, but the, the but the big three are yeah. unquestionable uh, that that they are that combination exactly. Um, so I, I have them set aside here. I don't know really wh- which way to go about it, but I think I'm going to go, uh, in, in, the, I mean, the, we didn't discuss it beforehand guys, but, so this is just my personal opinion. Uh, but I was going to go in order of how much I like them, uh, going
2: from. So Cobras first,
1: uh, you know, like you, you gotta fucking blow the whole fucking thing, you know,
2: <laughs> it was um, my favorite too, dude.
1: Well, actually I was going to go in reverse order. I was going to go. Uh, like you know, like from the one that I like the least all the way up to the one that I like the best. Uh, so, without further ado, let's start off with this little, uh, <laughs> which is "Silent Rage," oh. starring Chuck fucking Norris. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, "Silent Rage" is a little film uh, directed by Michael Miller, uh, and along with Chuck Norris, it stars Ron Silver, Stephen Keats, uh, Tony Kalem. Uh, and Stephen First, amongst other people. Uh, Martial arts master versus superhuman killing machine. Uh, And that's really what it is. Uh, The movie starts off uh, with this guy uh, who kind of looks like Nick Cave, I think, which is kind of funny. Like, every time I watch him, I'm like, that guy looks like Nick Cave. Uh, And he's... He's talking to his shrink on the phone, going, "I'm losing it. I'm going to lose Doc. it. I'm <laughs> going to lose
2: it. Yeah." And then, he and te- then he does. on all fairness, he does tell him.
1: He does tell him. He does. And then, and then he, uh, and then he snaps and he kills some people with an axe. Uh, and Chuck Norris is the local town
2: sheriff, who just happens to be an expert in
1: karate. Uh, <clears> you know, he always ends up with those roles somehow. Uh, Aaron, go ahead. Volunteers
2: you know to go. He volunteers to go and by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing? sorry, I
1: didn't blow really uh, you guys up. <laughs> okay, those uh, uh, listening, uh, Aaron brought up uh, Mr. Hamburger's book again, um,
2: uh, and, rightfully uh, so. and rightfully so. Beautiful sandy blonde
3: hair, though, dude. It's 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 impeccable in the film. Oh yeah, and, and he, go, he goes he goes in
2: by himself, and apparently he has a mentally handicapped uh, deputy. Yes, he does this, yes. Uh, who was was actually?
1: I was watching it, and I, uh, I was revisiting it before the show. And, uh, That's unfortunate. This, I know it really is. It really is. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God for edibles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it's so like you know, Chuck Norris shows up and he, he kicks the shit
2: out of uh, Nick Cave. Um, Why does he go in by himself though? He's like, I'll handle it. No he's fucking this, badass he's, dude. This, guy, this guy has killed like eleven people in this house, he's and they're Chuck like, he's like, I'll Morris. go in by myself because I don't want. And he's like, well, that's his, what, his deputy is like, oh, I'm gonna get some donuts. Yeah, get some donuts, buddy. Right. I'll see you. I'm gonna go kick ass. And like, well, well as we've as we've already
1: said, uh, the deputy is a fat dipshit. Um, but that's the whole point, John Wayne is that the, no sorry, These are these are the one man armies. Like, it, yeah. it has to be the, the the one guy. Maybe as a sidekick, but the sidekick doesn't do much. It's all about the one guy, and it's always someone. Who was already a badass in the eyes of America? In this case, it was Chuck Norris.
2: And right, I, but this also this, takes place. This one takes place in a small town, though. The other movies we're discussing take place in a, in a metropolitan area. This is like small town justice, kind of.
3: But yeah, if this, yeah. If, if this perturbs you, wait till we get to the supermarket scene in Cobra.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, uh, the anyway. opening scene, the opening of Cobra. Well, hold on, <laughs> hold on, guys. Color, Jesus, Christ. he's like, God damn it, you're not gonna blow the load. This is, no, is what I've, I've been edging since, since this ninja book, dude.
1: This is where the <laughs> stepdad step comes in and, and 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 reigns in the kids. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. Believe me, we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, in, in silent rage, uh, Chuck Norris takes out this guy and he, uh, this, this this lunatic and the lunatic is pretty much uh just like done for you know he's like hanging on by a thread he's brought into this place put on life support but uh i really i'm confused by the, the place that they take him to like because his his shrink the doctor that he was talking to on the phone uh saying i'm losing i'm losing he shows up and then he's at the hospital and it's like okay is this guy a shrink or is because then he's doing surgery, trying to save the guy? It's like, well, is he a shrink, or is he a surgeon? And then we find out that he and the other doctors have been doing uh, these experiments and coming up with this serum that uh, is the, that they intend uh, for it to uh, heal people, you know to help with wounds and and uh, you know dysfunctioning organs, right? and uh, so I'm like, okay, so these guys are chemists and doctors and shrinks, so they're they're the triple threat. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, the long the long story short is they end up experimenting on this crazy guy, and and giving him this uh, this serum, and eventually, of course, he wakes up and he's he's an invincible killer. So then Chuck Norris has to try to take him down. So basically, what you have is Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers. You've got this escaped lunatic who can't be killed, and he's going out and he's slashing at night.
3: I will say, unfortunately. Is Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers Halloween one, which um which is sad because if it was Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers Halloween six, that would make sense to me. But but it's like they removed because a lot there, of the,
1: because there would be a druid cult.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like they removed a lot of the gore from this movie that they could have gone with. It's yes, like he's yes. strangling guys for kills. It's like okay. I was a kid when I saw this and burned in my mind was the opening scene when like you guys said he's going crazy he goes downstairs he gets the axe and he just starts hacking everybody to shit right. then they they get him in the car and he kicks the fucking door off the hinges. I know, like, I, I love like, this that. This is awesome. You yeah,
2: know, yeah, yeah. they, they I, do I, make like, note of how he is like an ex- exquisite specimen of a man. Like he already can take all this damage yeah. before they whole- do yeah, that. That's,
1: I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to mention that is before he even gets this super serum that makes him invincible. When he first gets arrested. Yeah, they, they handcuff him. He breaks the handcuffs. They put him in the back of the police car and he kicks the door right off the hinges. It's it's like he's already a superhuman. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah.
3: I'm not going to lie. Like, in the fucking hood.
1: I wish you wouldn't I, I've lie, seen dude.
3: people fucking, like, kick out the fucking window of a cop car and go out the window mm-hmm. and then get maced up and tasered and shit. But right. I've never seen
1: somebody but kick not the a door.
3: door off the head. Completely so,
1: kicked it off, yeah.
3: So I was hyped up right there. And then... When he when he gets popped a couple times, he gets shot like a couple times with handguns. He's still going, yeah. and then then they bring the big fucking shotty out and just blow his chest. Blow him
2: away, dude. And yeah. it's like,
3: and the movie starts like this, and I'm like, this. There's no way this is not going to be maybe like a, the best movie ever, you know? Um,
2: <laughs> it's pretty good.
1: It starts off very well, but no, yeah, it really it, declines quickly. It, though. it very much declines, and uh, and it continues to get more boring as it goes. Um, yeah, remember, remember is... those
2: titties though with the tattoos on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Absolutely. right in the middle to like bring you back where you're like. Yeah, oh, I,
1: well, like. I was going to say there are a lot of uh, luscious hooters in this movie. There, you do get to see a lot of nudity. There's that whole bar scene where there's several women just roll around on the bar naked and stuff. Uh, so that 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 is in its favor. Uh, I personally really really like uh, the romantic scenes with Chuck Norris and the female lead. Because oh, they're concerned. so yeah. fucking bad and funny, and the music <laughs> is so corny, and they're like, and they're like kissing and, and, and all tender, and he's got that immaculate blonde bowl cut. I mean, it's oh. it's so funny, it's so fucking funny, um, unintentionally. But yeah, as the movie goes, like you said, the kills aren't very good. Uh, it's not scary. It doesn't have a very much action. There's no like crazy car chases or anything. It kind of drags.
3: But I would say, like in the beginning, like I was kind of like actually scared. I was like, "This motherfucker is a beast." Like yeah. I'm thinking about dealing with him, you know. And it's like he's he's out of control, and he's he's legitimately scary, and he's got. I, I'm not jumping ahead here, but I'm saying like the one of the, the main villain in Cobra and him, they all they have these weird facial structures in they both do. of these movies. Like, yeah, like, are, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They're weirdly creepy, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: they, they they definitely picked a guy who and like and like I was saying he kind of looks like Nick Cave and Nick Cave has kind of a unique like weird look about him, These you know?
2: Chiseled features. Yeah, like
1: very prominent cheekbones and yeah, yeah.
2: It sucks um,
3: cuz he he was he he played the part well. He did. He did. But it's like they gave him some. They didn't give him those Michael Myers Halloween six kills, though. You know what I mean? No, no.
1: He doesn't have good kills, uh, and he doesn't really get to say much after the opening. Like you know, he's pretty much mute once he becomes an invincible killer, Uh, and he doesn't have a cool mask or or do any interesting things. Really, he's just he's and and even his kills. He's basically just getting revenge. Uh, He's just going after people that he feels wronged him. So he's not even just like stalking the streets randomly killing people for no reason like like Michael Myers
3: which is counterintuitive to his character in the opening of the film where he was losing right. his mind like you know like but now somehow he's been brought back to life and he remembers everyone that wronged him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not it's not a very good it, story.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it starts off strong and Peter's definitely Peter's out. I'm not right. going to say it's not awesome and I don't love it but I was just like oh, It I is rich, awesome.
3: I just wanted more more like you know that's why i say halloween 1 cuz of the strangulations and stuff you know like
1: right but but uh, but yeah let's clarify you mean halloween 1 as far as like the the tameness of the kills uh, because yeah. halloween 1 is a much better movie than halloween 6 <laughs> oh absolutely and no, no, no i'm saying like <laughs> i know i know you're not saying that I,
3: I, because I, like this well just to clarify for any listeners though like the style of um halloween halloween 1 was like it made sense for these subtle creepy kills you know what i mean like they right. were, they were perfect for that movie you know right. but right. but they are not perfect for an action slasher by any means you
1: know like, no no i will say i'm also um I, uh, it's funny uh because i'm doing these in, in order of like uh worst to best uh but i'm also uh just coincidentally i'm doing them in chronological order so it is uh i think important to to at least give them this credit is that this oh did we lose aaron
2: aaron are you there him. no I, i'm still here it does look like oh. it's you're just frozen on our screens okay hold on oh on
1: mine i just have your pumpkin icon i don't see you at all
3: hold on one second you can continue i'm gonna let me grab someone real quick
1: oh, all right there. Okay, I can see you, but you're a little frozen.
0: Now you're gone. <laughs> now he
1: just left us.
2: Is that a pack of cigarettes
1: oh yeah okay is that better uh, yeah that's better
2: sorry right, about okay. that guys no worries that's all right don't worry do like a let's do like a, a, a break of silence so i know an edit point for me
1: oh he's gone again no nope. no he's there okay he's back he was gone for a minute all right okay So yes, I will say, uh, although I'm going in order for, of my personal worst to best, and maybe you guys is, would agree on this that too, um, but I'm also going in chronological uh, order. Chronological? Uh, you know what I meant to say, chronological order. Um, <laughs> and so we do have to give Silent Rage this credit, is that this came out in 1982. Uh, so this is kind of the first one of its kind when it comes to the combining the, the Chuck Norris, Stallone like badass meets the uh, slasher killer so that that is an interesting
2: little side note to, to its credit they do try to keep it scary throughout even when it where it does drag to the end with the whole like yeah. the guys like the the one doctor is gonna like kill him with the the you know injection and he comes back like they try to make it scary they, yeah, um, they do i they, will they, give they... i will give it that but it's, I just, don't it's think... not I don't think that strong. they
1: give up entirely, but yeah, it's yeah. not—it's not a good—it's not a. They tried to make it scary. They tried to put action in it, but it—it it, it doesn't achieve either. Really, it's not scary, and there's not a whole lot of action. There's not a whole lot of yeah. like, crazy big fights. Like in the finale, the two of them fight, and it's so anticlimactic because there's no music. It's just the yeah. two of them fighting in the dirt and just like. <laughs> and, like, and they're basically just flipping yeah. each other they're not even like punch there's no like punching and like blood coming out of the nose it's just like i'm gonna run at you and then i'm gonna flip you over my back it's just very kung fu it was a flip it was a flip, flip
2: fight dude you know it classic is, flip, but, but, like, classic but it's flip not fight.
1: like but it's not like the bad guy knows karate so it's not like you know you chuck norris doing karate against another karate guy or anything it's very no. uh and then the ending is is like they like he's like Throws the guy down a well. Now this is a guy who just survived a car, the burning car crash. But he's like, "Well, yeah. I threw him down the well. Let's just go home. I guess that's over." It's like, "What? Why would you think that he's dead if you just threw him down a well? Like, how does that stop him?" And of course, the last shot of the movie is, is the guy like coming back, like "I'm back from the dead," and then it just freeze frame and it's over. Uh, and
3: I think we would be remiss if we did not fucking talk about the regenerator the regenerating skin scene where they cut him with the scalpel, though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
3: that was kind of cool, and again, mm-hmm. early on in the film, and you're like, okay, this could be this could be like an all timer right here at that <laughs> point. But
2: um, well, I'll, I'll take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll far. tell you this: I'm I'm sending my love down a well. Down right. that well. That's romantic. All the way
1: down. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Aaron. It's the Simpsons thing with us. Uh, you, okay. you get you get used to it. Or it, I didn't it, say I, sorry. We like to think people get used to it. I think they I'm just not a, t- not tolerate it. I love
3: I love it. I might not always be able to uh, have the mental capacity to understand, but I enjoy seeing the interaction.
1: <laughs> well, we don't have much mental capacity either, so it's okay. Um, okay. My yeah, mom we're,
2: says we're cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> the only one, though, so... You mm. know. It's, let's let's hold let's hang on to that
2: one <laughs> i'm hanging dude oh dude i am fucking clutching that to the fucking grave anyway
1: yes yes so okay okay a little little too it, informative um but yeah so that, like so the silent rage that's our first example of what mm-hmm. we're what we're talking about here where hollywood was like all right we have these two very successful genres let's mend them let's mesh them together and see what happens and uh Did-
2: i'm sorry chris did we effectively explain like what a one-man army movie is yeah. by itself well, outside of a slasher movie well, just can, just for we, listeners sake we, like
1: we can we can do that i mean i i mentioned you know uh, the commando and and you know stuff like that um yeah i mean the one-man army movie was basically what these guys made you know like like stallone and uh schwarzenegger where they would go up against uh, uh, ridiculous odds, like uh, like in Rambo, like Rambo, the
2: First Blood Part Two, where
1: he goes back to Vietnam and just beats Vietnam by himself. You
2: know, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like, I think that, that was literal one. Man that actor. was real, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> factually accurate. Yeah.
2: I, I thought I read that in history <laughs> class. I huh? thought yeah. I thought Mr. Hamburger wrote that in that yes, fact. Yes. <laughs>
1: But that's the kind of movie we're talking about, where it's like, a, like, like Commando uh, is the, yeah. probably the, the the perfect example uh, example yeah, of uh, the the perfect uh, the pedigree of one man army movies, where it's just totally d- ridiculous. You've got a guy where who is insanely jacked, like the most jacked anyone has ever been, and his daughter gets kidnapped, and he goes and takes on the world. Like he takes on so many bad guys, In the finale, he's walking around with a machine gun, storming this Scarface style mansion full of guards and he doesn't even get shot once. He's just getting like attacked and uh, like he's invincible. He just, you know, he kills everybody. Um, and that's the other thing with these one man armies is they're not like, they don't go and arrest you. They kill all the bad guys. They yeah, you massacre win. them. Yeah. yeah. They
3: massacre them all. So, In in Commando, it comes down really where he gets nicked up the most is the fight scene at the end. But um, really, I don't know, we're not talking about Commando, but because we're slightly on the topic, I just have to say just some of the lines in Commando are some of the best lines you're going to see in – in oh, the history totally. of cinema you know yeah. when he, break, he breaks the fucking guy's neck on the plane and puts his hat over his head he's like mm-hmm. don't wake him he's dead tired yep, you know yeah. like <laughs> yeah. and that but was he, another
1: thing with those movies with the one man so army good. Movie. with the one man army movie also <laughs> had was known for the one liners you know like, he was, yes. like you know he throws the fucking spear through the guy and he'll stick around because the guy stuck to the wall you know like Schwarzenegger and Stallone both had the, the one liners a lot a lot including including in in cobra which we're going to talk about oh Um, some tremendous ones in cobra dude yeah yeah definitely um all right so uh, anything else we want to say about silent rage before we move on to our next one
3: i'd say it's worth it's worth watching you know um but just don't don't expect to be enthralled the entire time but you're gonna get that nice homey feel when you watch old cinema like this you know like uh, oh, those, those, like I said, so those cool. romance
1: scenes are just so—they just give me such a warm feeling. It's like we don't see this kind of cheesy romance scene in movies anymore at all. Where it's like the soft Olivia Newton-John music is playing, and they're like laying on the bed
2: and like. Oh you know, yeah, he uh, fucks in this movie. Chuck Norris yeah, fucks but, in this. No, movie. he
1: he makes he makes love is is what I'm saying. He doesn't fuck. He makes love. It's like super cheesy and romantic, and I love it. It's it's so great. It's not so, really.
2: They fuck. No, no they, but hold
1: on! It totally he, is. It totally
3: is. He makes love, but tr- but try not to come. I dare you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
2: know. You mm-hmm. do You know yeah, to exactly. you know i about,
1: John Wayne? Right? Like, <laughs>
2: I know exactly what you're talking about, too.
1: No, I mean, I, I, he definitely comes yeah. off as a player in in the in the movie. Um, you know, because she's just like you think I'm just oh, going to go that's... to bed with you again, and then she does, and she's you know? like but... exactly
2: I am. I wish wanted you to say it. Like she's like such a in his like under a spell, which is like yeah, no, kind me. of like but oh. but you know the scenes
1: I'm talking about <laughs> where they're being like all cheesy, I know the scenes romantic, yeah. and like the music. It's it's great. It's it's very it's very cheesy uh, romantic, but uh, but yeah, I, I would agree with you, on that it's worth watching at least one. I mean, I fucking own the thing because I I had to own it because I'm an idiot. Um.
3: Oh, that's intelligence, in my opinion. Okay, well, thank but, you. Thank you know, it's a different.
1: No, no, I, I mean, I had seen it before I bought it, so I knew what I was getting into. It wasn't a blind buy. I had already seen this piece of shit, uh, <laughs> but I, but I do agree. I think, like yeah. you know, for those of you who uh, like who are into uh, slasher movies or one man army movies, it's something you should see, uh, even just as a curio. You know, like you should you could check it out.
2: Um. So uh, anyway, it's, on, it's
3: on, it's on, um, you, you Tubi, definitely,
2: it, Actually, it's right also now. on. Oh, it's also on, and I watched it on Amazon Prime. Cool, um, yeah. but it's, yeah, it is out there to watch. And I, if uh, I'll, I'll weigh in and say, like, it is worth watching, I i did enjoy watching this movie, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a good one, do it
1: very good. Um, all right, so we're gonna get to the next one, uh, and this one is a much better film, much better. Uh, and I know that the three of us. I uh, love this this movie because uh, we've all talked and it's about hard it because
2: you're, you're going to go rank at second and it's like it,
1: it's that's it's
2: tough. A, it, it, it is I mean
1: it, it's it's hard to put this at number two but again we are talking about Cobra here so uh, this is number two <laughs> this is number two on the list Charles Bronson in Ten to Midnight yes. yeah baby woo uh, a so... fantastic fantastic
2: a, a masterpiece if you will. Yes, this um, is
1: a, another Michael Winner Charles Bronson uh, combo, uh, not, uh, one of the many uh, team team ups. The, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, that not Michael Winner. Michael Winner is the mechanic. Um, uh, Jay Lee Thompson is Ten to Midnight, and of course, uh, Jay Lee Thompson also gave us the you know, de- Death Wish three and 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 all of that stuff. So they did a lot right. of stuff together, the two of them when they were uh, doing. Uh, movies for uh Golan and globus you know the canon guys they did a lot of these movies together and this is later in bronson's life you know this isn't in the uh one percent body fat uh years like when he did shadow's land and, and and stuff like that or even the first death wish uh this is when he was getting into the senior citizen who kicks ass kind of phase of his career uh now uh, 10 to midnight came out in 1983 so it was the year after silent rage uh and I, I will say uh well okay, let me basically just give the rundown. Yeah, I was like, give yeah. give
2: the synopsis of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Basically uh, Charles Bronson plays a tough LA cop whose daughter is uh stalked by a, a cunning sex killer uh who runs around naked uh in a in this riveting police thriller that offers a first rate cast that includes Wilford Brimley. Um so yeah, basically there's this this I there's this there's this sicko guy um who uh is you know running around uh killing people he's like very sexually frustrated uh and he always strips naked uh before he goes out and kills people kind of like richard ramirez style like you know just brutally uh and very sexually charged kills uh young women
3: could could he be the like og incel you think guys Potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, definitely is that kind of yeah, he definitely <laughs> 100%, 100% is
1: that kind of guy. Yeah. He's definitely like that that incel kind of guy where he he's mad at women because he's he's not good with them. Even though he's a he's a very attractive man, he's a very handsome young man. Yeah, um, you know, like but he's just too awkward and too uh sexually twisted, I guess. Um and Bronson, you know, plays the tough LA cop, you know, who's who's trying to find out who the killer is. Uh, and eventually suspects this guy, and things go on from there. Uh, now, this movie, I will say, Bronson isn't quite the one-man army in this movie, uh, as he is in, say, Death Wish 3 or something, uh, where he basically just takes on every criminal like in the state of New York, you know? Um, Death yeah, Wish yeah. 3. Death yeah, Wish yeah. 3 fucking rules. But Genius. Uh, Yeah, it's a true. that's a true one-man army movie. Uh, in this season, he plays a cop and it's a little bit more reserved. I mean, he's still a badass, uh, but I think it still counts as a one man army versus slasher because Bronson was already known as a one man army uh, guy like that. He already came with that clout from all the other films he'd, he'd done. Yeah,
2: isn't they, that? This Aaron, is all, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, please go. I'm Th- sorry. This is also well, this is also like clearly where they're crossing like a slasher film with like gritty police like where even though he maybe he's not like a the one-man army but he is the focus and we know him as a one-man army like you were saying so Uh, yeah absolutely it's like that thing
3: i think there's something to that too chris like um with uh the thing like you said the thing with these action movies during this period is like um it does like what they've done previously does matter in the movie, even though it has nothing to do with the story like that. That was a real thing when you're like, Oh, I'm going to see a Bronson film. You know, he's going to, he's going to put a fucking bullet in some people. You know know what I mean? Like,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. You would be fucking shocked
3: if, if you didn't get certain things from these films, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm glad you agree. Um, and and the other thing with it is, uh, even though he doesn't do a one man army thing, it still kind of falls into this, category because he's like a cop who plays by his own rules. He's a dirty Harry type, Uh, which was also kind of like part of that whole thing in the late seventies, early eighties of having, excuse me, these cops who, who didn't do things by the book that were renegades and were basically vigilantes, you know, who would, would just shoot the fucking bad guy in the face rather than take him in, you know? Uh, And that's definitely the type of cop that Bronson plays in, in this movie. Um, and when you talk about some good one-liners, <laughs> this movie is ridiculous with some of the dialogue. Insane, yeah. Uh, and, and John Wayne and I—we uh, quote this all the time. This movie, uh, because you know, like one of the great ones is, um, you know, when they're looking at uh, like some of the conditions of the bodies, like you know, these these you know these poor young women who were uh, they found like naked and mutilated and sexual in a very sexual way and Bronson uh, says to his coworker he's like a guy like this his knife's got to be his penis you know? his
2: knife his knife is his penis <laughs> his knife is his penis you know, his knife like is his penis
1: yeah he he's, he's like says these these things that are not maybe not meant to be funny but just are you know uh and then of course the, the very the, the very great scene where um you know Bronson finds uh, this kind of vibrating fleshlight that the that the villain has and he's interrogating him he's you know and he's like uh oh, what's right. this for huh it's for jack <laughs> <off, isn't
3: laughs> it <was> for
2: jacking <laughs> off isn't it
3: what was the other one that he did though that where he knocks the guy over the head with the dildo in the opening scene it was like an asian that's that's right yes yeah. So yeah. like he he's abused felons with dildos
1: multiple films. Oh, that, oh yeah, well, with, with King Jite is another one that's like very sexually oriented. It's not a slasher, but uh, yeah, it's about like the underground uh, like sex trade and stuff. Yeah. The
2: underground dildo trade. Yes, but
1: no, <laughs> and I believe that's another yeah. Jay Lee. I, I believe that's another J Lee Thompson movie too. I think because that's definitely a canon film. Like there was a whole series that uh, Bronson did at the time. Um, you guys okay? You still laughing about dildos? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to stop. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, love, I,
3: love, I love dildos. You said flashlight. <laughs> you know, it's it's gonna stay
0: flashlight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, so other thoughts on, on 10 to midnight, guys?
2: It's so good. Please watch great. it.
1: Yeah, it's. It, great. If you're um, listening
2: to this and you have not seen that movie, definitely stop the podcast now and watch that movie. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I and then if if you're like on the edge, you're like, man, I'm going to kill myself tonight. Watch this movie and then kill yourself. Okay.
3: Yeah. I I I, be, I I almost would say I would bet my left nut that they might not kill themselves and they may want to explore more of Bronson's catalog. There
2: you I think go. so. I think so. There you go.
1: Yeah, a I, mean, lightsaber. yeah like, I would like Ten to Midnight isn't one of his best movies uh, as far as like some of the stuff where you could take more seriously, like Once Upon a Time in the West or or The First Death Wish. Uh, but it's very entertaining and very fun. And they do a much better job of making the villain scary than they did in say Silent Rage. I think this villain actually is kind of scary in a Oh definitely. It, it, like he definitely has like a Richard Speck, Richard Ramirez, Ted Bundy kind of feel to him, where he's very demented and very evil. Um and uh and like as funny as it is that he, he does all his killings naked, because that is funny, um, it, it does add something to his whole like psychosexual sadism, um, and, and makes it a little bit more disturbing in a way.
3: Well, I don't I don't know that you there's a whole lot of movies where the, the killer's naked in throughout I, I the think whole film. So, no. Especially no, I think this like, is the only one. <laughs> like this is this is kind of a, yeah. a special thing. And sure. it's like um as far as what you said with death wish one and once upon a time in mexico while i love both of those
1: once upon a time in the west i'm sorry
3: once upon a time in the west (laughs) um i I think that um i for whatever reason i love bronson's shittier work more than his brilliant work like Mm -hmm. i don't know why i find more replayability and like some of the later ones, like I told you, and this is, I'm probably the outlier, but death wish five is my favorite. It was originally death wish two. That was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it, it's over time. It just evolved to be five, but I always loved three almost equally. to those as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it It's difficult to, to rank those movies because they go so off the wall and so far away from what the original was. Uh, it's yeah. it's kind of like the same thing with Rambo where, where like you, you look at them and you go, "Did do these sequels even did, like the sequels missed the point of the original? Like the original Death Wish, he very reluctantly becomes a vigilante. It's kind of like he just has this breakdown after everything that happens to him after his family being attacked uh, and his wife, you know, being killed. Uh, and really, in that in the, like in, a, in the moral of that story is that like he becomes almost as bad as the people that he." Uh, That he was like trying to fight against that, you know, he becomes becomes, like a crazy person, you know, he has a complete breakdown. And like the first scene when he first attacks somebody on the street, uh, a criminal like he's like he comes home and he's freaking out. He's like, oh, Jesus, he's like basically having a freaking heart attack. So it's very real and and everything. And then in the sequels it's just like bang 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 bang, you know like I love Vigilante like by part 3 he's like walking down the street with a fucking uh a 50 caliber machine gun and just wiping people out on rooftops
2: and shit. They had it coming. You know?
1: but, 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 it's, <laughs> but it's like the same thing with uh with Agreed. Rambo. But like with 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 Rambo you like you watch First Blood and it's like this powerful movie and like the
2: moral oh my God.
1: And the moral is like look how horrible war is. And
2: then the second Smash movie is just cut like cut to them like exploding bags of chili. Right. like yeah, like right.
1: the the next movie it's just like war, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like with the machine gun. So it's yeah, uh, it's so anyway, that uh, uh, we went off on a tangent there, but um, yeah, hit, uh, Bronson's later stuff is is more ridiculous, uh, and so I think I can understand what you're saying, where it has more um repeatability, uh, yeah. you can, like I c- I've can watch Death Wish. Uh, two and three and five you know like a million times and just laugh and have a good time uh but i i i personally would say that once upon a time in the west is his his best work i mean that's such an incredible movie
3: well it's like think about it like from another perspective and it's it's obvious why you know it's just what we crave in our society particularly america like you know, think of a video game. Like, would you want to have this like fucking serious sto- story storyline where you fire fucking five bullets throughout the six-hour game that right, you're playing, right. or or do you want to fucking shoot at shoot up motherfuckers like every level? You know what I mean? Like, right? right. That's kind of it's just it's just more fun, but that's, like, that's exactly you know, like, it. Yeah,
1: it's 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 more it's more fun. Um Once upon a time in the West and Death Wish are 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 fun but they're, in a way that's like they're very engrossing and very mesmerizing great story great performances yeah. great cinematography uh but it's not but they're not the type of movie that you just pop in any time for laughs and drink a beer or whatever and just right and hang out with your buddies like that that's not the type of movies they are whereas death wish 3 and 10 to midnight uh and uh and Death Wish Five, which I think is hilarious <laughs> that that's your favorite one. I, I, it's I think so most people—it's like, uh, so bad. I think most people like don't even even think of that one anymore. Like everyone loves like the first three, but four and five kind of just get forgotten. And I love four, by the way. Four the Crackdown's the,
3: great. Yeah, yeah, the
1: Crackdown is just fucking hilarious. Because with that one, it's even uh, like—and <clears throat> actually, we were texting the other night when I was watching Vigilante, and I was kind of joking about. Uh, and that's the William Lustig uh take on Death Wish, really. Yeah, uh, Vigilante, uh with uh Fred Williamson. Um, but anyway, uh I was texting you and just kind of laughing. I'm like, man, they they these vigilantes are horrible. Like, I get it if you go and you like and you kick <laughs> yeah. the shit out of a guy or or kill the guy because he's a rapist or a murderer, but these guys are like selling pot on the street and they show up and they just like nearly murder these fucking guys. It's like <laughs> yes. okay, it's a crime, but Really? They're just dealing a little dough? Big deal. You know, you're going to fucking kill them? <laughs> that was a reaper madness shit, dude. People, yeah. you know, like, they're on that shit. Well, that's what, like, that's what uh, the crackdown is in Death Wish 4. He's, it really is. He's taken, I mean, with that, it's a little more extreme. He's taking on, like, crack dealers and stuff and, like, fighting that. But still, you know. <laughs> but I
3: have to fucking – just because we're on the topic of Death Wish 5 real quick, it's like um, there is some – actually like really disturbing scenes in that movie too. You know, like, like when he follows that woman into the restroom and Freddie, the flake is dressed like a woman Mm -hmm. and he just, dude, I'm saying he fucking bashes her fucking face into the bathroom mirror and like deforms her. Like, like I'm talking like he fucks her up, dude. Yeah, It's like, despite the ridiculousness of the film, there's actually some like rather disturbing scenes in the movie. And I don't know. There's something about the characters in it that I, I thought it was the stupidest one with the first time I watched it. But then the more I watched it, I was just like, man, I don't know why I love this fucking movie. It's
1: weird. I, I, I will say part five face of death. Uh, I think Bronson is um, like 89 in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like he's so old. <laughs> yeah. and, his, and speaking of face of death, like his, his face is really like swollen and puffy, like old man face in it. Uh, yeah it's 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 one of those ones where it's like okay uh all right am i really supposed to believe this old man is kicking this much ass but he's bronson and so you do you know
3: yeah you have to
1: yeah he was like the original expendable like you know now now like all of these guys like stallone duff lundgren they're all old now and they do these expendables bronson was like the original expendable like you know he was the old guy who's just like he was tough to the end you know Aaron, are you frozen again? No, I'm here. Okay,
3: okay. I just... I, no, I, no, I'm I'm on board with everything you're saying. I just wanted to see it. I don't, I don't know if John Wayne wanted to comment too, but just... no, it's okay.
1: I, I just we, you froze earlier, so I wanted
2: to make sure you're still good. No, I'm good. It's, it's hot I'm as ready.
3: fuck. It's hot as fuck over here.
2: Take your shirt off, dude. <laughs> Take it off. <up.
1: laughs> oh oh shit. shit! Yeah.
2: Pop yeah. that shirt off, dude. Hips and nips, or we don't eat. You know that's Yo. the bottom.
3: I got the pumpkin on here, dude. You know what I'm saying?
2: I know, man. That's feel like that? man, five dollar
3: Wally it. World, dude. You know?
2: <laughs> I do feel it.
1: <laughs> classy. You guys are classy. Like I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so speaking of uh, Golan and Globus, the guys behind *Cannon*, who gave us 10 to Midnight* and *Death Wish* uh, three and four and several other runs the the many saints. other
2: awesome <laughs> things. The fucking yeah.
1: saints that gave us those films. They, they were really great. Canon put out a lot of One Man Army stuff, uh, you know, like, and a lot of Ninja stuff, and the Apple, which is, which is not related to anything oh, we're Jesus talking Christ. about, but I, I, I gave you a little clips of the Apple the other day. Um, all right, guys. Sounds, uh, sounds
2: vaguely home Keep, your, keep yeah. your sex talk. Keep your <laughs> bedroom play. With. Well, the apple. is yeah, yeah, really the apple, if you know what I mean. Yeah. The apple get is it, guys. Really yeah, right. yeah. See. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> for all me.
0: right.
2: So uh, man, I'll be watching through the walls.
1: Any any <laughs> other thoughts or that, that we want to discuss on ten to midnight?
2: Yeah, go see it if you haven't seen it. Absolutely. And by, and by go see it, I mean find a thirty-five millimeter print of it. And hire somebody to project it to somewhere that you have to go to, and then you watch it. Go it does have. It. I I I won't spoil it, but it
1: does have a holy shit ending too. The ending is just holy, like, holy shit. shit. What shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and and yeah, it's a really it's really just fun. I've watched it many it, times.
2: It gets um, the Chris and John Wayne holy shit approval ending wise.
1: Yeah, yeah, and just just
2: think just think about a
3: naked man cutting mm. up women and mm. he's he's mm. wearing like sneakers and running around you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah and, like, and like a
3: naked man in sneakers dude you yeah, gotta you see
1: think, about, is-
2: think about it
1: think about it and then think about the fact that charles bronson is the only one who can stop him
2: mm. you know i mean that is
1: that is quality mandom right there
2: yeah 100 I, I can practically here. smell it yeah <laughs> um
1: yeah that ten Night is is a good one. It's definitely uh, one of uh, I, 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 it's one of Bronson's better uh, canon films. and uh, yeah, i think I think it definitely succeeds in being scary. Uh, and i think I think the action in it is pretty solid too. Like as funny as some of it can be and as as campy as a lot of it is, it's still a good movie uh, with a good, a good story. Movie. and it's and uh, and it's and it's definitely a great uh, like time capsule of that era of movies. Uh, and again, this was '83, so this is one year after uh, Silent Rage,
3: which, which really okay. We we gave the that's another thing I wanted to say before we move on real quick is that we gave the OG shout out to Silent Rage, but in all reality, these movies are probably being made around the, the same time. The same
1: time, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um,
3: although I will, I feel like. We give a slight nudge to Silent Rage for being
1: more of a true slasher. Yeah, because you know? the, the character is supernatural, right? Yeah. You know, In 10 to Midnight, the killer is very human. Right. Uh, but he's much scarier. Uh, even though he's a pretty boy, and our guy from Silent Rage, like like we were saying, had that kind of creepy face.
2: Um, he's 100% scarier and 100% more naked. He's definitely more naked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's get to number one. We, you know, John, Wayne number already one. Spoiled, John Wayne already spoiled it. Oh, I'm gonna, so sorry. I just you, know, it. you should be. You, you ruined my life. I am. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, number one. I don't think that, that this can be argued that this is the king of one-man army versus slashers. This a little movie called Cobra starring the great Sylvester Stallone. I Amazing. Mean, this movie came out in 1986 so this is three years after 10 to midnight and four after uh silent rage for those of you uh you know following the math for those of you at home keeping score and if you are your loneliness saddens me uh, uh anyway okay so uh stallone wears the badge he's poisoned to crime Sylvester so stallone portrays Copra's marion cobretti a cop with a style all his own and a knack for taking the blood splatter jobs no one else dares to take. Uh, and uh, George P. Cosmatos, who made Tombstone, which is a, a great Western. Mm, uh, he also mm. happens to be the father uh, of uh, Panos uh, Cosmatos, who gave us Mandy and uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, you know, it's two great horror films. Um, <clears throat> uh, so anyway, uh, George Cosmatos uh, guides the whirlwind action, Cope Ready, Uh, as he confronts a crime spree that may be the work of a serial killer uh and yeah this this movie was a huge huge deal for me uh when i first saw it and i saw it before i saw the other two that we mentioned right Um, and
2: and you and i have if, if if we have any of those old school uh you know vital social issue heads out there we have talked about this film
1: we've had Uh, many
2: times but you know but but now we're gonna you know we're as far as like the comparison what what we're talking about right now one man army versus a slasher the bat like the the peanut butter and chocolate of these two worlds (laughs) if you will (laughs) Mm -hmm. cobra really truly does bring that together in the best way in your mouth possible in your mind
1: I, don't, I don't it really, it really does.
2: And I don't think, yeah. like, you know, and, and we, you and I, we, we, are, we we do not hesitate to uh, disagree with each other, but on this, we agree. Uh, yes. I think our, I think that our wedding vows are based uh, on <laughs> Cobra. Cobra. <Yeah>. It's, it's <laughs> and really, it, and I, I, I cut, I, I've been in your house, I've cut pizza with a uh, scissors. Many times. Yes.
3: no one fucking does that. Stop no no it. No one just just to
2: just out of respect. Out respect. But have you
3: have no. you unloaded your cobra handgun twice in a row?
1: Yeah, yeah. I do love that too. Um I, but many, it's mini it's a mini blooper, but, but just, just to, to, to backtrack a Let's little backtrack bit because uh, Aaron had to step away for a second there. Um, I was John Wayne and I were just uh, uh, agreeing, which we rarely do. We were just agreeing that Cobra is by and, and large uh, the the greatest of the one-man army slasher hybrids. Would you agree, Aaron? Oof!
3: This is where I could get controversial. Oh, um,
1: Are we going to have well,
3: to kick Well, Aaron,
2: your it was really nice to have you on the show. <laughs> Fuck this uh, guy. You can check Aaron Bogard at whatever the fuck his
1: website is, and, uh, let's at, at BullshitOpinion.com <laughs> No, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead.
3: What do you do? You okay? Let me ask you guys first. Is there anything else that you could fathom me actually connecting to this before I do it? That that oh, could oh, that could potentially parallel this.
1: Um. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll we'll play that game in in one second. <laughs> Hold okay. back to that because we are going to talk well, about. Yeah, we are going to talk about other movies, honorable mentions, and shit. Yeah, I don't
3: detract um, from. Uh, but right. I'll say, I'll say it is the best. If not, it's it's very close to the best. If not the best, okay. Tr- trust me, I worship it every bit as much as you guys like. I, it, it has some of the best lines in action movie history. It uh, it has the uh, Stallone is
2: probably at his coolest in this oh, movie he is um, pique
1: stallone yeah like,
2: it's insane, know, like this dude, like so this smart. was when he was he's a he cop was, that doesn't have to follow any rules at all none none he goes, no one he even cared no one yeah like he
1: punches <laughs> another officer right in front of his captain and nothing happens yeah it's great um and yeah he just he like right away the first thing in the movie he just fucking blows away a bad guy um uh, but but, yeah, we, and uh, Aaron, we were saying earlier, uh, John Wayne, and I've talked about this movie a lot on on the on the show, because and it's mainly my fault because I'm insane for this movie. Um, I, I have the poster that I got when I was a kid. I got it from the video store when That's they so were cool. done with it. I've got the a replica of the knife that the killer has. Uh, and I know I'm going to be. He stabbed
2: this. me with it. I, you
1: know, like what else am I going to do with it?
2: I asked him to.
1: That's not the kind of knife that you cut salami with. I mean, it's it's a people killer. It's true.
2: It's true. Um,
1: (laughs) But the 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 movie, it's it definitely offers like you know, it has a a scary killer, a scary weapon. He definitely has a scary face, like we were talking about with the 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 pronounced cheekbones. Brian Thompson is the actor. Um, He, uh, but it also uh, while it has like a good slasher component. It has an excellent one-man army component. The car chase scene is insane. Uh, the, Dude, the, his and his car is ridiculous. so good. Yeah, he's got that 1950s <laughs> fucking car. Um, and, and like so, like, there's that whole car scene is crazy action, and then like in the finale, he's like standing in the back of a pickup truck just mowing down bad guys on motorcycles. It's crazy action. The action far surpasses 10 to Midnight and Silent Rage, far
3: surpasses. Yeah, far. I love yeah. how he de- I love how he doesn't give a fuck about the car either. You know, like he'll bump, he does in, and he he'll does bump into the Mech- the uh I think it's Mexican guys in the beginning of
2: the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The low rider, and he like rips yeah. his like fucking shirt open like yeah. because he's an informant or yeah, whatever but... and shows his wire and he's <laughs> like, you do what I say, right? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> boy, I, no, 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 Get Frank that... out here, we start singing about the not of love, you know. That
1: guy, that guy's like, not that guy's not an arc. What that is, is that's just it like, was just like, disrespect. No, 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 no! I'm saying the he wire. He has a
2: fucking wire. I
1: know, I know he does. That's just that's just a bad blooper in the movie where that's his microphone and and like. No, it the, is not. It's no, it totally. He's not no, supposed to be not. a fucking narc. He's just this lazy guy who's just hanging out with his well, friends. Look, you we can. We Why can did put they it,
2: leave that in there? We can Give put me it. A break. They leave. They, they
1: leave. They leave. There's plenty of mistakes the that double,
3: movie. like the double gun load. We just yeah the double about. reload. Yeah, yeah.
2: But that's like, that's like his microphone is like right there. I thought they were trying to say, like, you're getting sloppy. Like, and he rips his fucking shirt open and he's got a fucking.
3: No, the, I mean, we can, we can put this debate to bed by the incredible and iconic line that comes slightly before this where he's smoking. It looks to be a joint, could be a cigarette, but he says, um, that's you know that's bad for your health and he goes what and then he goes me and he Midian. fucking pulls yeah. the shit out of his mouth. You don't do that to somebody that you know what I mean. Like I feel yeah, like that you was more
1: disrespect. That, yeah, you, know? you, you don't go. You don't go up to a, a like, as an officer. You don't go up to an undercover officer and expose. No, him, no, you know? I
2: don't think he was an. I think it was like an informant like a street well, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't you wouldn't know? expose
1: to him either. maybe he doesn't
2: give a <laughs> shit because i thought he was such a badass if that's right. like an uh, that blue if that's a blooper that is like i
1: always took it to be but dick. i mean yeah so the cute.
2: controversy lives on dude you know i guess so I
1: guess so. <laughs> like
3: this is relevant right up to today dude, dude this shit. it is, it is.
1: Mm-hmm. uh yeah this movie was also a great um a great commentary on, on the times um you know like uh, much like death wish was where you know, like the the city of New York was very dangerous at the time. I'm not saying this takes place in New York, but like c- certain cities were very dangerous. There was a high like crime problem. Uh, and so there were these movies that were just kind of like fantasies for people that were sick of having to deal with that every day. Uh, so you had these like vigilante style cops like Stallone in this movie. Um, uh, you know, like there was like a thing like that with the late 70s, early 80s, where we had these Dirty Harry type cops where people could just finally uh it was almost cathartic that they could vent to be like, Yeah, I've wanted to fucking just shoot that mugger in my neighborhood right in the face. I've wanted <laughs> to do that. You get him, Bronson. You get him sly, you know. Uh,
2: he said, lie- he, yeah. Yeah, you did and you said mugger, but the thing is, like with this movie, he is th- dude, he's like the I forgot, god damn it, I lost my fucking train of thought, Chris fuck go ahead he's a a fucking stallion dude you know like let's talk
1: about italian stallion uh,
3: there's a couple things that we could talk about real quick and then if you remember your thing just interject but yeah 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 yeah. um but i mean going back to that car scene chase let's talk about hold on and then the fucking 180 flips around on the highway pulls the fucking semi-automatic out and yeah
1: driving backwards and shooting at the bad guys so So
3: sick and then he flips back around i mean and then
2: Go ahead, John. No, that's what I was going to try. I remember the Zombie Squad. They mentioned that like several yeah. times, mm-hmm. as Love if it. it's some like elite like thing that he's a part of that they can just call on well, him to do like whatever. It's Also, dirtbag <laughs> well, though
3: too. It's like an elite.
2: Dirt yeah, they, bag they, no. Just, oh, like, it's definitely well, a pejorative. Like there, it's a pejorative towards him. Well, but he's well, guys, like happy to wear it. Yeah. What?
1: I, I I just wanted to to say like they actually only mention it one time, and it's one funny. time. They no, do. No, two. No, 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 it's, it's twice, good. dude.
2: I just watched it again definitely yesterday. Oh,
1: okay. twice. Well, well, what what I'm what I'm saying is when they bring it up, uh, they 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 mention it, uh, but when they they explain it one time and they explain one it, time. they explain it so poorly. Like the other you know, guy says he's a part of the zombie squad, and Bridget <laughs> Nielsen and Bridget says, "What's the zombie squad?" And he goes. The bottom line. Exactly. And that's it. That's like all they say about it. I know. I know. They
2: never getting to what it is. It's brought up twice. It's never explained.
3: Well, the the other moment where it's brought up earlier is when he when he's like, "Oh, I just want to come on and help," and he's like, "You're a part of the zombie squad," right. you know.
1: And then and then there's yeah.
3: the the other part with. But right. uh, what,
1: what I what I meant was is was when, when it comes to them t- really like talking about it, like yeah, they yeah. They, 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 say they don't really the, unveil it. Like, no, they, they 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 mention it, but, but they don't get, They just say it in passing. It's only in that one scene. Where they even where someone even says what it what is it and someone just goes the bottom line. <laughs> and
2: that's right, it. But, that's but aren't it. you led to like what aren't you then led to believe that he's like part of some like he is a police officer, but someone they call in to be like, All right, he's gonna yeah. go fuck shit up. So yeah, bring yeah, him out. No, he's yeah. cut, oh, he, he's gonna no, he go cut his yeah. he's cutting his pizza with scissors. Yeah, Let no, him no, go you, get the guy he's totally, breaking all the rules. You, you know totally know what I mean? get
1: you totally get yeah. that, that like that they're yeah, the no. bottom
2: line. That like like
1: when you when you have no other options, you just need someone to go in and just kick fucking ass. You call the zombie squad. Absolutely. Uh, Multiple, but speak. Go oh, ahead. Sorry.
3: God. No, I'm yeah. just going to, and, and uh, sorry if I'm veering off, but I just, there's just certain things that pop out to me in the film. And like, one thing is that I love the opening. The supermarket scene freaks me out a bit. It's great. Um, just va- good, the yeah. aura of the supermarket scene. But I will say, um, I wish more people died in the supermarket. We do have the one death. Um, I felt like more death was necessary with this sort of film, especially with some of the imagery with the cult. Now, mm-hmm. that's not to say that it makes me love the film any less. I just w- was wishing for a little more body count there. But mm-hmm. um, of course, when he shoots that fucking basket full of groceries and it elevates off the ground about five feet, yeah, that's That's, awesome. that's hilarious and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to ask you guys about because I did not really ever find a fucking way to rationalize this either, was that all of these guys look like fucking goons, right? Everyone mm-hmm. that he murks throughout the whole movie looks like goons, but when they're yeah. in the ritualistic setting, banging the axes together it's dudes
1: in business suits. Yeah, they look like just normal guys. Yeah, they do. Yeah. What, yeah. what is up with that? I don't know. It's so funny because it's so true. Yeah, like they, they look like <laughs> you know they look like and I think that was like on purpose in the sense that like, oh look, that it's all people from all parts of society. But yeah, then in the end when they're all out in the light, they all look like like you know uh, hell's angels, they all look like these goony biker guys. Um, yeah, which is kind of funny. I do want to mention with the cult, though, um, that 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 was that's one thing that makes it uh, uh, kind of interesting, because like you do have your main slasher here. This guy is called the Night Slasher. Um, hmm. I never give like a real name to him. Great
3: name. Yeah, such yeah. a good name.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he's just called that like you never learn what his real like birth name is or anything uh, apparently there were other scenes that were shot that were cut out of the film that showed him like working at a meat plant like you know you like showing him in his everyday life uh but the only scenes that made it into the cutting room floor uh, i mean the only the only things that made it uh, into the movie um are are just scenes of him being a villain and him killing people and he has like he's part of this group of these axe murderers uh you know we, we kill the weak so the strong survive They never.
3: They never really explain the cult either. Like, what actually are they about? Like, they're like, they'll be like, oh, they're going to destroy the new world. You know what I mean? Like, no, they're going to
1: bring the new world. Their their thing is like, we kill. We're going to kill all the weak people, and only the strong will take charge. It's like this Viking mentality. Oh yeah, Uh, but like you know, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the woman though, she's like like when she's looking at him in the mirror and he's dying his hair before he goes to the hospital, she's like, they're going to stop us from like, they're going to destroy the new world, you know, or whatever it is. And, oh, right, right, right. and And I'll say like that. Okay. When you really understand that this is a slasher film is when you get into that hospital. Um, yes, the, yes. there's, there's other stuff going on that you could say, okay, this kind of feels like a horror movie, but when you get into that hospital, particularly, yes the double door scene where she's in the tight bathroom mm-hmm. and you have that tremendous camera shot from the birds eye view where the blade is extended and it's all bloody Yeah. And it's like he's going for her that felt like a fucking slasher movie yeah that that scene is
1: gen, genuinely terrifying yeah and him just creeping around the hospital that scene where you think he might be about to kill that nurse in the elevator uh yeah it's really really good um and uh, this this was the first R rated movie i ever saw Oh and, man, that's awesome! And, yeah, and I was about ten, um and it absolutely terrified me. I thought that uh, like it, it blew my mind the concept that there were people in this world who killed just for the sake of killing, not killing over money or revenge, just because they like to murder people. That terrified me because, like, I'm this little kid. I had no idea that that was a thing, uh, and uh, and sure enough, it is. Uh, and um, so yeah, the movie was was very very scary uh, to me when I first saw it, and I still think it, it it has those great moments, like you were saying, where he's coming through the door, coming after Bridget Nielsen, and it's like this "Here's Johnny" type of thing, where he's breaking the door down, um, and even a little bit of like a, a little bit of a Halloween Two thing with him stalking through the hospital, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's funny too because we had the "Here's Johnny"
3: moment in Silent Rage as well. Like so, we've had we had a couple of "Here's That's Johnny." That's
1: true. Moments. That's true we did yeah that, that it's in there as well yeah <clears throat> um, yeah uh, and uh it's it's really great in the finale too. you get a really great final battle between him and the bad guy. It's really brutal and gruesome and uh yeah, and it's like in this abandoned and yet active like steel mill like it's (laughs) it's so funny it's like you see this so much in like in 80s movies and particularly action movies and horror movies where there's this boiler room or there's this steel mill or something that's completely abandoned it's like like in the terminator same thing it's completely abandoned but all everything's turned on everything's working all the machines all the fire Freddy too with the boiler room right yeah exactly yeah
2: I did notice that if I can comment on like uh, one thing before we like uh, move on, mm-hmm. because I was I um, one thing about this movie, like the the main killer, like the guy that's the leader of the cult, like the mm-hmm. that they're banging axes for with the, the chiseled features, mm-hmm. like one thing that is driving the plot is that he's obs- his obsession. He gets obsessed with having to kill this one woman to where he's right. like, He's, he dyes his hair. He does all this shit. And they're like, we don't need to fuck with this. Stop, stop it, stop it. They're trying to, like, stop him be- mm-hmm. because it's going to slow down, like, their main plot. But, like, his obsession is what, like, fucks this entire plan up. And I yeah. think that that part of it, like, I was like, well, that's I thought that was a really cool aspect of the movie. You know, where you're right. like, oh, it's Cobra. But like, no, it's like about some shit. Like, they, well, it's still, was, um, like well, it's
1: well, it's well, he he. Becomes fixated on killing her because she saw his face. She was, like, right. driving... Yeah, right, right. I'm, I'm just explaining for listeners. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry, like, yeah. No, it's okay. Like, um, you know, he's in the in the middle of, you know, he, he just killed someone, and he and, one, and his accomplice are, like, moving the body, and Bridget Nielsen is driving home from her job and just happens to see this, uh, and and he's... And it, she sees his face, and so they decide they have to kill her. Uh, and actually, I will say that this... um This is actually... The Cobra was actually based on a novel. Uh, called fair game Mm. written by paula gosling uh Mm. and in the novel of course the novel is very different from the cobra movie the cobra movie was was totally rewritten uh the script was rewritten by stallone to the point where it's almost not even like the same thing but in the novel uh it's not even it's not a serial killer or a, a cult of killers it's a uh hitman and what is that noise okay it's gone now um there's this, uh, uh, it, it's it's a hitman instead of a, a serial killer. And he he does a job in a park and this woman, the Bridget Nielsen character, sees it. And so he decides he has to go and, and assassinate her. And the rest of the story is this cop trying to protect her and they're on the run from this hitman. Um, and of course, the, the, the movie Cobra was so different from Fair Game uh, that they actually ended up making Fair Game into a movie in the '90s, uh, with um, uh, one of the Baldwin's. Uh, I think it was Billy Baldwin oh my is God. <laughs> plays the the Cobra character, and uh, amazing. And, and, and Cindy Crawford plays uh, the Bridget Nielsen character, uh, and it's so different that it's like you know, it, it there's no like there's no big crazy car chase or or cult of killers or axes or anything like that. Um, so yeah, that's just I wanted to add that little, that little so, factoid.
3: Gosling doubled up then. That's fucking gangster. You know, what? like the what the writer, that? the writer of the book, right? Because fair game came out and she uh-huh. paid for Cobra on top. Like that's that's pretty yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it got made it got made twice. Yeah, because like they were the, the, the script that they ended up using for fair game was the original script for Cobra, but when Stallone got his hands on it. He was like, "No, no, no. We're going to change this. I'm going to have more action, more car chases. We're going to make the killer scarier." He like changed so much that it it barely even registers as fair game, you know.
3: But I think so. like we we could also recognize too that um the killers have forgotten about Bridget. <laughs> like like it's kind of funny because like if if they didn't go for her, she would have never done anything because she was like over it. Like, mm. you know, what I mean? like she didn't seem like super traumatized by the interaction, but they thought that she saw her more than she did, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it just leads me to talk about the robot modeling scene that we cannot forget about. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay.
1: Angel of the city. <laughs> Angel of the city. Yeah, and great. this
2: is a soundtrack is. that we should all own. It's on, a soundtrack. on vinyl it's and reel to reel and yeah, everything. It's, it's a great soundtrack.
3: Yeah. Can, um, someone, can someone sing the fucking working hard?
1: Uh, working too hard trying to make a living yeah, yeah. Oh, trying to find a so way. <laughs> it's so it good me. yeah no that's a great soundtrack um but yeah that, that that's that's uh the montage like the great 80s montage uh cobra has one and yeah it's bridget Nielsen really modeling with these robots and in the end the one robot's eyes light up red like something creepy is gonna happen like terminator and it doesn't it's just just a robot model shoot but
2: uh yeah. Chris, don't act like you've never been to a robot model shoot. You know the song. The I time. was in the lab late one night when love a it. robot That's, model man. shoot broke out in rid of fright. Oh, it man. was everybody there taking robot pictures and you can, a robot. You can, you can,
1: you can stop right. now. Thank you. Uh,
2: <laughs> Aaron was laughing just for the record. I love it. I love yeah. it all. Well, you know what?
3: I, I have to say this too. You know what? I also love is when in the parking lot scene, Obviously they don't really show the guy that's trying to be a perv and like fuck Bridget Nelson. Uh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> he gets tagged up. But I think the one of the most memorable parts of that for me is when she's on the car hood and the guy comes down with the axe and hits the water pipe above. I'm like, oh
0: man, this is oh, like Oh yeah, this, dude. This is yeah. good stuff. You know, yeah, like yeah.
3: there's so many good things. Like there was I'm there saying, was
1: like, originally so, I'm sorry, go ahead no it's okay I, I was cutting you off
3: there was a, I, we I, I was only just gonna say that like there's so many good parts to this movie that it's like i feel like we're gonna miss something you know what i mean mm.
1: so oh yeah things. yeah yeah i mean we, we could talk about it all day we could do the whole show just on how great cobra is um but there were uh like you don't get um much blood and gore in this at all uh, it's very little blood that you see um and it's um you never see like the knife going into anyone or anything like that and the reason is is that a lot of it was cut uh when they were trying to get a wide release for it like originally there were gore scenes in this like the killings were more brutal but it was all scrapped uh so that the movie could you know secure uh like an r R rating and not get crucified by you know distributors or critics or whatever for being too gory is there Um, an uncut version no, uh, that's the God crazy dude. thing. like it's it's it was released by uh, Shout Factory, and I like they announced it, and I was all excited thinking they were gonna have the deleted scenes uh, because some of the deleted scenes, I don't know if the gore scenes still exist, but there are like uh, the deleted scenes I was talking about where the night slasher was like at his day job working at the meat plant. those scenes still do exist because they're sometimes shown when the movie is shown on TV to fill time. Those scenes are reinserted. But it's never been released on DVD or Blu-ray or anything. Um, That's
3: bullshit, dude. It's bullshit. Maybe Vinegar I Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome, dude. Right.
1: will do it. I, I would love to get an uncut Cobra. Even if the gore scenes are gone forever, just give me an uncut one with all the extra scenes. Uh, I, I, I would say um, B- Brian Thompson, uh, who played the killer, he does uh, talk uh in in a like little interview documentary on the on the dVD and he talks a little bit about that and the scenes that were cut and how he was uh kind of bothered by that because his killer just became this like faceless guy and didn't have any backstory whereas originally his character did so um yeah i i, I love this movie I've seen it a million times i grew up watching it uh so it it to me it takes the the crown for the for this it's subgenre crime um, dude you know this is but i want to know weird. what other one you have hidden up your sleeve aaron what if i told you guys that it was mentioned already did we mention it yeah okay what was it Can,
3: what about terminator
1: well yeah i don't really count that as a slasher how could you it, not it, it, it is it kind like of is. It kind of like is, okay
3: but terminator 2 is too like but he uses guns
1: slas- but he uses guns like to me if you're using guns it's not a slasher. It's like it has to be like knives and axes and shit. Not all the time though. It, it he, does to he, me. He
3: he kills with his bare hands. Oh uh,
1: well, yeah, he, he t- but mostly he's known for you know for killing with guns. But I mean I I can't argue with I, it too much. It is kind of a slasher.
3: I see what you're saying though. Like cuz we're talking about the word slasher which it's it slash is in the right. fucking word and we don't really see a slash in it but I, I will say okay if we we're maybe i'm a little wrong then maybe if we were talking well, about also, stalker action then then that yeah, would make sense. well
1: i mean you do have i mean it is a supernatural killer who is unstoppable so i'll give you that for sure but um but he he's a robot with a very specific target he's going after saracana he kills whoever's in his way but he's not like killing for the joy of killing or, 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 or killing because he's a crazy maniac. He's a robot. He's not even like a, a guy, you know? Uh, whereas like the other movies we mentioned, they're killing for the joy of killing or they're killing because they're insane, evil people, you know? And that's really what a slasher is. You're Michael Myers, you're, you Freddie. Like they are these, these, ev- these embodiments of evil, where I think a robot can't be good or evil because they're not even a living thing, you know?
3: Well, but do we really know, like I guess there's, you, you could make different arguments for Michael Myers, right? But Michael Myers is really a tar. He's targeting Laurie in the same way he's uh, Terminator is targeting uh, Sarah Connor. In a no, 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 no,
1: no, no. No, I, uh, no, I disagree with that. He, is – he. Michael Myers goes and kills people that have nothing to do with Laurie that aren't in his way, trying to kill Laurie. He he just kills because he's a force of evil, uh, and then he does stalk Laurie uh, specifically in several of the films. Uh, but in, in, uh, in like the very first movie, he's just killing, he's just killing people, kills his sister. And then he gets out and he's just kind of reliving that murder over and over again. And then he becomes, uh, Laurie just happens to be the last one that he gets to in the end.
3: Michael Myers kills to get a jumpsuit. Uh, Terminator kills to not be naked for a bit. You know what sure, I mean? Like, sure. there's there's some parallels. This is a whole other
2: episode we could do, though. There, there are parallels. parallels. There
1: are, and, and but, again, but I'm I, but- totally giving you that he's a supernatural killer who can't be stopped. <laughs> I mean, that's unquestionable. So yeah, there is a gray area there, but I would not call Terminator a slasher, and it also doesn't necessarily have a one-man army element. I mean, you've got you've got oh, Reese. Oh, totally
3: does, dude. Now, Terminator. It could take out a whole fucking army. Totally. Well
1: the Terminator could, but I'm saying like the good guy isn't a one-man army going up against the Slash. He's just like a guy. Uh he, you know, he's he's a badass, Reese is. You know, he, he's a badass. I will say that um um Terminator 2, Sarah Connor is kind of a one-man army. She's a real badass in, in Terminator 2. But to me, um, Terminator
3: 2 is not a horror film. Like,
1: no, no it's not. Term- I'll totally agree. Yeah. I,
3: I I'll say, and that's why, and, and like, yes, Terminator One is a very mainstream film, but the thing I will say about Terminator One is that it is literally any movie you can think of. It is a sci-fi film, it is a horror film, it is a romance, it is mm-hmm. a fucking drama, it is an action, it is everything, you know, mm-hmm. and like um, but now that we have the conversation, I kind of tend to agree that slasher—that specific word—if we, we were talking stalker, I might be able to make that argument, but I don't think I can make it with slasher.
1: Yeah, I just don't—I just don't consider Terminator a slasher film uh, in any way. Um, uh, well, mean not in any way. I, you know, I do agree that he's an unstoppable killer, of course, and. And it's definitely more of a horror movie than part two or any of the sequels. It it definitely comes off like a horror movie. In, it does, uh, it, like it, completely. It, even just like even just the look of it, it's so dark and and just grainy, gritty looking. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, horrific. But uh, but I I just it just doesn't like it doesn't fall in with me with say My Bloody Valentine, Madman, um, mm-hmm. you know uh, Intruder uh friday 13th all of those like that slasher model it does not fall into that the same way well what Uh, if we and it also doesn't fall into the one-man army thing you don't have like a charles bronson or stallone like fighting the monster the monster himself is the one-man army you know so well what about what if we bounce
3: over to another schwarzenegger film predator uh,
1: yeah not a slasher not a slasher
3: no. It's totally, a, that's totally, it's totally a slasher. It's he's totally, totally not, fucking picking people off in the fucking jungle like yes. a slasher. Like, he's... gutting gutting them. But that's not a slasher,
1: work. dude. That's not a slasher. Like, that's, like, he's a, yeah, you can have a character that's killing a bunch of people and doing it in a gruesome way. But it doesn't make it a slasher movie. A slasher movie's. it's a very specific type of killer and type of, of movie and storytelling. Predator is is sci-fi action horror. You know, all the way, but he Predator isn't a slasher any more than the xenom- xenomorphs from Alien are slashers. They're just, there's just a different thing. You know, it's like yeah. like Pennywise is not a slasher. You know, it, it, even though he kills people and is a sadist and supernatural, he's not a slasher. You know,
3: I don't know. I think, I, I mean, I'm not saying that. I, I agree. There's definitely sci-fi elements in both of those films, but. I think there are some slasher elements. Like if we're not being incredibly rigid with the definition of slasher, like there are some, like he has those fucking shit to slash people with in the, like he literally slashes. I think you're getting too focused on the blades. (laughs) No, no, I know. No, I know what you're saying too. Like you're saying like, Oh, a slasher is like, there's a stalker element too. And it's usually, um, human based, right? Like it's usually like, um, Mm -hmm uh sort of sort of more grounded than either of these
1: yeah films. it's like a, a slasher is a serial killer is a killer who kills uh for the the, the joy of of killing or for, uh, because they're insane or evil or satanic or whatever well, what, But what uh, is pre- what do you call predator then, though well predator is like a hunter like a, a a warrior he's doing it for like the sport of it and that's and that's definitely kind of goes into what i was D- saying does he there, say, but...
3: does he say that though when does he say oh, that? Or is well,
1: that an of course he doesn't say that. Of course it's an <laughs> assumption, but I think I think everyone I might else have got you.
3: I might have no, got you. No, because I
1: think everyone else in the world made that assumption. I don't think it was just me. And they actually expand upon that in the sequels too, where like, you know, he goes where it's hot and where the action is. In the sequel he goes to fucking LA and then like and on and on and on. Um uh, you know, like he's Dude, been
2: speaking of hot and where the action is, have you guys ever seen <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Busty Cops? Like one, two, and three.
1: No, no. this
2: sounds like oh man, dude. Like there's like one it's, scene where they just like this,
1: they're. Are you trying to say it's a slasher?
2: No, I'm just trying to say like <laughs> Chris I is guess, gonna freak it's, out, it's, it's dude. If like, you fucking it's the Busty Cops. It's like a it's it like is. it's like these three busty <laughs> ladies that are cops, and then like uh-huh. in one scene they just take off their tops, and then they like paint themselves, dude. <laughs> Okay,
1: you're, you're totally you're high as fuck right now aren't you <laughs> well,
2: I'm just trying to I'm just trying to bring it home sons right. I'm just trying to like you know because we could talk well, about all wait. of this stuff for ye- years don't but I wait. think but I think this but I think this poses well because we could have a whole other episode with Aaron where we, we could discuss uh, these would very passionate say, things
1: would you like, say that, that Terminator or Predator is a slasher
2: movie I would not thank but you that's just me and Thank I you. don't. And but I, we could. No, we and can and go it, into why, but and I think that's a whole other episode. I'm, I'm not could, necessarily. Yeah, it could go on
1: forever. Yeah.
2: The,
3: the term slasher with Terminator, like I, you know, and I get what you're saying. The heat vision with Predator, you could
2: make the, you know, the hunting stuff, but. I will. I will say, like there are elements where I think, think it's find... established that they're hunters, though, right?
1: It's totally established.
2: Yes, yes.
1: And, but I will say, so, horror, so are, Predator, Predator, and Terminator are both horror movies. No question. There are horror movies, especially Predator Two. Dude.
2: Predator Two is a, is really a horror movie.
1: It, it is. They both are, uh, yeah. but they're not. But they're not slashers. So there's a difference between horror movie and slash movie. You know, it's there just is. Um, I, I'm I, taking I,
3: liberties with this, guys. I'm trying yeah, to make this
1: controversial. <laughs> yeah, because but you could, you could make that argument with any horror movie, though. You could, oh, like, oh,
0: totally,
1: yeah. You know, like it's like, well, 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 like, like Pinhead isn't a slasher movie, but you can make that argument. So, oh, it's supernatural and he enjoys hurting people and he uses sharp objects. That that does not a slasher make, you know?
3: Okay, one uh, more. This is this is not in the top. Well, actually, it might be number one. Yeah, well, I've
1: got one too that I think is an honorable mention. Oh, okay. I'll let
3: you go first. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, you just, you just. Tried to have one, and now I'm gonna ha- try to have one. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> a- but bind, bind is is just an real mention. I don't think I personally don't think it totally counts, and I'll explain why. Uh, are either of you familiar with the movie The First Power? I'm Star- not. It was it was a movie with um with Lou Diamond Phillips. So oh my god. So yeah, already bad, right?
3: Um,
1: <laughs> this is this is during this is right right this, was during, right this was du- Young Guns. This, this was during the the 15 minutes that he was popular, you know, like late 80s, um, and he plays a cop in it. Uh, but th- th- one of the reasons this doesn't count is he's not really a one man army, but he is a cop. And it's like this thriller where he's uh going after this killer who is a Satanist, much like our friend Psycho Cop. Uh, and like he, he kills people and he's like, you know, paints pentagrams and blood on the walls and he's made this deal with the devil. So he is like. Uh, almost immortal, like he can't be stopped. Uh, and this is another one where the guy has like a kind of that creepy bone structure uh, that mm, we saw in and Silent Rage. And he wears this mask, but it's like a human mask. It looks like another person's face, uh, not not like in a Buffalo Bill kind of way. It's not like an not in a leather face, like it's not a real face, but it's like this plastic smock of another human face. Uh, mm. And it's, it's the, the it, it was kind of cool when I first saw it, but I was 12. And I just thought and like, there's some creepy scenes like one of the killings is under a, a causeway and like the guy is strung up all the way like you know several you know like like I don't know 100 feet in the air or something and like there's all of this blood and pentagrams and, and fucking um, candles and shit it's kind of creepy and there's a great scene where he kills a guy with a ceiling fan he's coming out with like <laughs> a spinning ceiling fan yeah. so, it, so it definitely it definitely has that slasher element but Lou Diamond Phillips does not have the chops to be a one-man army, and they don't try to make him one either. Uh, it really comes off more like like he's like a cop, kind of like like in like Seven or something, like where he's like looking into this gruesome like killer. Uh, but there's the supernatural element. Uh, so I think First Power kind of does it, uh, and it was the last uh, one chronologically. It was like eighty nine or ninety that it came out. Uh, so it was kind of last in line there when it comes to these, but it it definitely straddled that line between at least action movie and uh, horror movie. So, but I guess you guys haven't seen Wait,
3: it. I, it. It sounds I like mean, we should see it though. It sounds uh, like it's like got some hilarious elements too. It.
1: it does. It does. I mean, it's it's not a good movie by any means, but the killer is kind of entertaining um, and and interesting, uh, and uh, a couple of the kills are amusing. As I said. Um, but it was on Tubi because I did revisit it last year because I was thinking about it randomly and I'm like, oh man, I remember that shitty movie, but the killer was kind of cool. Uh <laughs> and I rewatched it and it's so bad, but but it it's something that I think both of you would enjoy watching at least once if you're fucked up enough, you know. <laughs> you could enjoy it if you're high enough. So <laughs> so what was your other one, Aaron? You know,
3: and this will probably get debunked. By you guys, but uh <laughs> I'll say. um oh, Here we go. Uh Have you guys seen Hudson Hawk? Is totally a slasher. It's just like <laughs> pulling shit out of your ass. No, <laughs> Yo, I'm just. Try- I'm just
2: trying to stir up the. Dude, I am having fucking flashbacks right now. Like just PTSD <laughs> flashbacks. <laughs> Sorry. Of what? What do you mean? Hudson Hawk. Oh, Hudson
3: Hawk. Okay. <laughs> Have you you guys seen Overlord? No, you would. I think you would like that, Chris. Have you seen it, John?
2: Well, tell Uh, us, uh, describe it to me.
3: It's like, it's like, um, it's actually not that, uh, didn't come out a long time ago, maybe like four years, five years ago.
1: Oh, Um, it's so it's new, yeah,
3: yeah, but it was like, it is a horror movie for sure. about... Um, American soldiers going into Nazi yes. territory. Yes,
2: yes, yes, and, yes. I did oh, see okay. that movie, and it's it starts with that that intense para, scene the para in the in the yes in the plane. Yeah, I did That's see like that. A
3: badass movie, no?
2: That movie like, is badass, Chris. You should watch it. It is that, terrifying. That too. German
3: dude with his fucking face missing and all that. Like it kind of yeah. turns into a slasher thing, right?
2: Like a little bit, and it's like it's not. But I don't know if it necessarily goes think, to one man I, arm. okay i'd have to go back and like because that one soldier does survive so i'd have to go back and watch it one more time but i i it's definitely fucking a very well done terrifying like horror war movie like Hmm. it's fucking overlord cats it's it's pretty fucking cool that opening scene just grabs you
1: is there anyone like anyone of note like actor wise that's in it honestly i don't Uh, think so dude like
2: yeah yeah, not not
1: but either way like um
2: There
3: is CGI in this movie, which I'm not usually a fan of in any way, but they actually did a real good job with the CGI, and there was some nice black humor in it, just dark humor that, um, like, you know, with the minefield, Mm -hmm. fucking hilarious,
2: and and it feels (laughs) like...
1: Minefield's always hilarious. It
2: it (laughs) really is, yeah, yeah, Go like, going back to that, now that you're jogging my memory on it, that's a really good one, Chris, you should watch that. Okay
3: it's kind of a well, sleeper like people slept on it and i actually like yeah, I've i was never so heard of it. i was so excited after i watched it and given i was like high as shit when i watched it but <laughs> i wrote a fucking allegedly review, and I, I don't really normally do that like i wrote just a review just to post you know what i mean mm, just like because nice. because it, it fired me up you know yeah
1: but. yeah there is one more uh that i wanted to mention and i The only reason I say it's an honorable mention is because it's not from the 80s. It's not from that era uh, of both of these genres. But it's definitely, without question, a slasher versus a um, uh, uh, one-man army. And it's a foreign film. It's Korean. It's called I Saw the Devil. Have either of you seen this?
3: I've seen it a long time ago
1: no well, i don't think i
3: but that's uh, the one where his, his face on the cover is like half red right like and
1: yeah 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 um this this movie is about a a gruesome brutal serial killer uh and so there's not a supernatural element uh but he's very much like the killer in cobra only they give you the gore and the nastiness this movie is really extremely brutal like along the lines of martyrs and inside like level of brutality and gore um but the the basically this serial killer uh, very early on in the movie murders this woman at, who turns out to be the wife of a cop, and the cop decides to dedicate himself to finding this killer, and not in like a not in a by the books cop kind of way. He goes full vigilante. He wants to torture this fucking guy, and and so that's what he does. He uh, he just he goes after him and he just makes the guy's life a living hell before he even gets around to like trying to kill him. He's just like torturing the guy. Uh, and the movie is filled with crazy action sequences, including crazy car crashes, car chases, shoot 'em up stuff. Uh, but it's also got intense, brutal gore. Uh, there's a there's a scene in particular where the killer gets into a car with these two guys, and it, it's this massacre scene where he's killing these two guys as they're driving down the road. Like the car is like going out of control, and he's still butchering these guys. The movie's fucking amazing. It's a great horror movie and a great action movie dark as shit the ending is totally dark and nihilistic uh but uh, the only reason i didn't really uh think it qualified is because it's from it's more it's modern it's from the 2000s and it really has more of like a seven style like thriller feel to it um although the 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 hero in it is like super badass he doesn't like say like you know stick around or like have those cheesy one-liners that you would expect from a one-man army type of thing um but, but I, don't, Aaron,
3: I don't think we can penalize it for being later on, though. You know what I mean? Like, if it is, if it, if you think it falls into the category, it makes me want to revisit it because I feel like I did watch this a long time ago. I remember the cover and I remember, see, I, I don't know. I just, my brain is not where it used yeah, to be. I guess. Well,
1: yeah, watch it again. And John Wayne, you should watch it for the first time because it's an excellent movie. It's really, really good. But I think. I think and it's not so much penalizing it I I'm just saying it's it has a different vibe from the other films that we've talked about. Uh when I say one man army slasher I think that category is fun. This movie is not fun in the, in that sense. It's it's very dark and very brutal. Um there you know, there's definitely fun you can get from it but it's it's a it's more along the lines of something like 7 as opposed to something like Friday the 13th, you know, or 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 something like commando you know uh, i love
3: love seven dude so good
1: oh it's great but you see what i'm saying like seven yeah seven has like the cops chasing the killer and all that but it's not a one-man army slasher movie at all you know it's, no it's a, it's a thriller and i saw the devil kind of has that feel and yet the action is amped up and the gore is amped up so
3: and, and on the other end of the spectrum um this is not really a slasher movie but in my own warped mind i wish i could put the square into the circular hole. And say that hard hard target, dude. Hard targets. So hard fucking, target. It's so yeah. good, dude. Yeah, it's so yeah.
1: the, the Van Dam movie. Yeah,
3: it's so good. They're hunting the homeless in it. Like again, it goes back to my conflating hunters with uh, slashers. Uh, yeah, because
1: yeah. you know there is there is yeah.
3: nuances to each of them, but I fucking but no, yeah. It's
1: it's one it's a it's one of those of another genre where it's like where they just rip off um, the most dangerous game. Uh, it was like the same thing with um, yes. surviving the surviving the game with uh, with ice tea. Ice tea, you know? yeah. he's the homeless guy, and he's being hunted by like, Gary Busey and shit, and like all these rich guys hunting him. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's like a whole other category too. You know? <laughs> it really
3: is. We yeah. got to get on that.
1: <laughs> like... We do. <laughs> well, yeah. any other honorable
3: mentions? you think? That was no. what I had. I tried to stir up as much controversy as I could. I'm sorry if I got anybody riled. Yeah, I just well, you know. <laughs> it's
1: it's uh, <laughs> that's just that's just wrong. You're just wrong. That's all there is. I'm really. just wrong.
3: I'm a wrong. <laughs> in, I'm, very, I'm I'm wrong on many levels, not just yes,
1: people.
2: yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I, I guess if we unless I, we have anything else, that's all right. John Wayne, go ahead.
2: No, I was gonna say I, I, this has been an awesome yeah. fucking time dude like yeah. this has been an excellent most excellent episode it uh, has
1: uh we've we've just dis- because I think, I
2: think it's i think it's it's planted seeds for like three offshoot episodes which is always good <laughs> you <know>? yes yes <laughs> so
1: oh man uh no this has been great uh i want to thank you aaron for joining us uh it's it's always a pleasure to chat with you and Sir. uh and we appreciate you being on the show man
3: Definitely. I hope to. I hope we can all hang out again soon. You
2: know, oh, we'll actually. be hanging out again very soon.
3: Yeah. Hopefully, John. Uh, John Wayne, where where do you live exactly? What state is it?
2: Nevada. Oh, Boston, you're in Nova- guess, okay. Nevada.
3: All right. That's, that yeah. makes sense.
2: Yeah, I live like downtown, like next to the things.
1: Well, uh, John Wayne, uh, Aaron actually lives in Rhode Island, so we he's only like an hour and a half away from me,
2: which is oh which shit, is cool. Well, next yeah. time I come visit you, we should all have a like a docking, uh, like uh, a triple uh, team docking. Yeah, yeah dude, mm, mm. old
1: school. We'll go old school with it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, oh, I was I gonna, wait. I was gonna say we should have like a hootenanny or something, but
2: uh, <laughs> but oh yeah, docking. that too. Yeah, that too
1: well, I do. I do have a uh, uh, a hatchet throwing target and hatchets now. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, I built one, and you've got a team wolf <laughs> doll, John Wayne. So you could bring your team wolf doll. You can bring all your all your little dolls, and uh, and we'll throw throw axes at them.
2: I guess dude, I, I can't <laughs> wait to throw the axe, dude. <laughs> yeah,
3: just don't fuck up that upside down Freddy. That's gonna
2: be worth Skrilla. You know. Yeah, yeah we're gonna sell that. That's gonna be that's my <laughs> retirement plan. <laughs> upside down Freddy is my retirement plan. <laughs> <It is>. yeah. <laughs> I love you guys. What a All great right. time. All uh, right. Aaron, thanks for being on this show, man. Uh, I, I think you're going to I think that uh, you're going to come back now because we're going to make you. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, we're going to have a great time. I, I had a great time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll be honored to come back.
2: Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. You rule. I love you. All right, guys. See you guys. Thanks,
1: everybody. Have a good
2: night. Bye. See you in hell. <laughs>